0: Hello friends, welcome back to the Mostly Yoga Podcast. uh,
1: I've
0: been been busy. This episode was supposed to be out like a long time ago because I recorded it back in Chiang Mai when I was there like two months ago. Um, I came back, busy with work, busy with life. Things got in the way. And then I think I was just... Oh, you can hear my neighbors' kids. I was just uh, not in the. I wasn't feeling very like creative. I was a bit stuck in a rut for a bit. Then, finally, pulled myself out to to record this. Um. Yeah, like I re- And my throat's a bit. I I don't know what you can notice. Uh. I feel a bit nasally, Na- nasally, because I fell sick recently. I feel better now, but you can tell, you uh, can, can sort of hear it, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me. Uh, yeah, uh, also like another another reason why I, I try not to record too many people at one go, because then I'm, I'm like backlogging myself, some of the things I spoke about I forget already, and then life gets in the way, and then by the time I finish this out, it's like, oh, you know, two months later. So, um, glad that I'm back on track again. Great. Uh, my guest today was Dan, uh, again, someone that I met, <laughs> uh, at the same place that I met Craig at, it was this, uh, uh, what do you call this? The, the, the ceramics workshop thing. And then, uh, we hit it off and, and then I reconnected with him. So he was kind enough to invite me to his, his, his place. We did the recording there. And my goodness, I had a great time. I had a great chat talking to him. Packed with unbridled wisdom this this episode. So I am very excited to share it. I'm glad to to be able to pop another episode out after so long. Get it out of the way. You know, at least I can clear out this. Um, and... Uh, a lot of insights to, to to be digested for this one uh it could have been longer like i could have chatted with him much longer but like i had i had a lunch thing to get to so had to cut it short but uh i really enjoyed it and a lot of the things that he said were sort of gave me a new perspective on the mm. Um, on certain concepts that I've already been having like I like like I have a certain understandings of the world and then he showed me more you know deeper levels of such concepts so very you know, I, you know, I love I love this kind of thing I love to I love to get like
1: <sighs>
0: mind blowner. so um if you're a long time listener <laughs> wow my neighbor is like, kids are having a great time huh <clears throat> excuse me if you're a long-time listener and you like what you hear go to coffee.com slash mostly coms to slow your to yeah to, to show your support uh if you decide to donate thank you in advance and if you don't that's fine. Also, this is free to listen to enjoy it and it will always be free because I enjoy what I'm doing, and I will continue doing it, and, and uh, what else, this is this is episode number 49, next episode is number 50, and I'm planning to do something special for the 50th episode, so we'll stay tuned for that, uh, until then, without further ado, let's just dive right into it, here's my guest Dan, enjoy. Alright, here we go. Cheers, man! Cheers, man! Thank you again for the tea. You're welcome. Ginger tea, local, locally sourced. <sighs> Chiang Mai. <sighs> Thanks again for inviting me into your beautiful space. And surprisingly, it was very near to my old Jiu-Jitsu gym, so I was very familiar when I turned like, Oh, this is the yeah. place. Yeah, that little road can be. Uh
2: a little difficult a bit, to yeah. find, and
0: then I know you know at night there's there'll be this uh, little shop that sells all the the yeah homes. yeah. <laughs> so every night after I finish training, when I when I go out,
2: and I'll see that little store,
0: I have to like sort of stop and know, grab yeah. some yeah. Yeah, dude.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting spot to be right on the corner up here. It's it's a little quieter than some of the other parts of the old city. But you're at the accessible. edge. Yeah, you're at the edge, so
0: it's like you're still within everything. Right. Or just at the edge of it. So yeah. you can sort of have some peace as well. Yeah. And this it? little alleyway is a nice little quiet spot.
2: I'm gonna miss it. Um uh there's been a lot of fucking work done here. Mm-hmm.
0: How oh, long myself. have you been staying
2: here? Two years. So it'll be well, it would be two years if I ended in December. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm one month short of two years here. And it's been the heaviest part of my journey. Mm. And many days on that floor right there, just going through it and Dealing, uh, unpacking, unpacking, and just letting everything come up and just learning how to, to to be alone mm. and to let everything just flow,
0: um. which is ha- which is, it seems like the th- the theme that you keep bringing up. Each time I've seen you, like right. since the first time I met you at the the recent Kirtan and then at the Diwali and then even now this morning when I walked in, you sort of like oh, okay, I uh, yeah, I just want to let, let things go. That's your path.
2: Well, I guess part of that, I, I like that word, which, but it's at the same time, there's, 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 a, there's an evolution of everything that we're doing. Um, I was very, very lucky as I, as I come out of uh, about nine months of doing some heavy medicine, mm-hmm. doing ayahuasca, and coming out of a, a, rela- well, a situation, a relationship type thing with someone. I was always very revealing it was very revealing and it brought up all these things that that I didn't know what to do with and I just got I I was I was online and somewhere along the way I kept coming across this book called letting go people mentioning it and I think the last time I saw it that the what when it really hit me was it was um, Russell Brand Mm. right and he uh, he said that you know it was it was some video I don't watch videos much somehow I came across this video and it was his recommendation of his three books and his top book was this book, Letting Also, God. it
0: was written, written by him?
2: No, no, he has rec- top oh, recommendations right, 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 of books right, right. That, that helped him right, in his journey. And so I, I pulled up this book and it was, it was exactly what I needed at the time. It was an understanding of what was going on inside of me and how to allow it. And it's not a method, it's not a system. It's just an understanding of how your body works. It's an understanding of why all this stuff is here. And it's it's all because you've been rep- you were, you were taught to repress everything you were taught to, yeah, to suppress, to repress, and to only vent enough to find that peace again or that relief, right? Like a, like the steam building up, and we just let off just enough, and then we close the door because we want that we want that good feeling, yeah. and so we leave all those negative feelings just piled up inside. And I had spent well. 50 years, um, you know, almost of, of repressing mm-hmm. Since all my childhood. And even um, the 25 years before I came to Thailand, I was on uh, antidepressants. So not only was I repressing, but these med- this medicine wasn't even letting anything come you up. You were repressing and suppressing. No? Altogether, yeah. right, the whole time. And so, yeah, I hadn't processed anything. And I, I'd gone through, you know, I mean, without going too much into my past, moving to Thailand was a, a big step for me because i was leaving behind i just went through my divorce i was married for 20 years i had two kids who are now grown and moving on so that's you know all the pieces of my life and then also just a, a big part of it was also i had been a jehovah's witness for almost my whole life and i had recently started to un unwind that and understand that it was just all lies right and i don't mean lies deliberate but just misunderstanding of truth and illusions illusions and yet i had believed in it my whole life it's like being 50 years old and all of a sudden finding out there's no santa claus right your whole whole life you've been thinking about this guy and he's not real and all your family is tied into this and if you leave you get excommunicated and that means you so that's what happened yeah you lose everybody you lose all your friends you lose all your family that are in the in the religion because you don't believe the same thing they do and they have to cut you off Completely, and so my move to Bangkok was, well, walk away from the whole world, right? Everything I knew, everything I had believed in, everybody I knew—it was just this moment of two, three suitcases, and I sold everything else and just moved to Bangkok. And so I, I spent a couple of years coming out of that and utilizing, let's just say, devices, alcohol, drugs, whatever, just to to live. And I, I mean, I just kind of walked away and. Without go like I said, I don't want to go too far into it. But yeah, found my way up here to Chiang Mai. Was introduced into the using these no longer using drugs but using medicine, right? Some of them are the same same uh, product, but just the approach is, is such a big difference, especially like in mushrooms. And so yeah, my journey began. And so after the nine months, you know, uh, I did my first ayahuasca ceremony, and then it just continued. I moved into the resort where it was being done, and just continued to take. Uh, to do the ceremonies and just opening myself up and seeing what life what you know possibilities for life that I just had no idea existed and so anyway getting back to the whole point of this was just <laughs> so that was all coming up the book Letting Go was was a doorway for me to, to begin to understand this Letting Go The Pathway of Surrender that's okay. the title of the book by, by Dr. David Hawkins uh, yeah I
0: was trying to find the, the... The author doesn't say it somehow, yeah, but yeah, David. Yeah, Hawkins.
2: David Hawkins. And so, so, letting go became my what I, I considered a practice, right? And it is. It is a practice. It is. Well, it it, it is, but it but it, but what the reality is is that it's actually your most natural state. So, in other words, what letting go is 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 what your body is meant to do. You're meant to feel and let go. Have you ever watched two kids? I had two kids, right? So I have a great example. Watching them play and fight, and then play and fight and play, and not not ever don't interfere. You watch them; they're playing. A few minutes later, they're fighting, arguing. Sometimes it's even pushing it's just a little being bit. Kids, and they don't even
0: like the moment they fight; they're angry. Then, when then when when they're done, then they move on. And then yeah, they, because they're they, kids; they they have that purity within them, right? right at that well, stage.
2: then well, we're still that. We're still that. We've just Fair been enough. we've just been fed these beliefs differently, and this is where. For me, my, my greatest point right now is understanding memories. Right? This, is the, this is the heart of where I'm at. We want to hold on to our good memories and you let go of our bad memories and you can't. You can't. The whole, the, you know, the, this whole it's, it's so common for people to talk about living in the now, living in the now, you know, living in the present. We're all one. These terms. But to really embody that, you have to be ready. You have to be ready to let go. And, and to fall into letting go, live letting go, and that's to let go of every memory, the good ones, the bad ones. You can't hold on to anything, because as long as you hold on to a good memory, you're holding on to pain, yeah. because that memory is a pleasure in your mind, yes. and every pleasure comes with this pain, right? right? So to move on, you have to be, and, and there's no how to do this. That's why I don't, like letting go for me is not, I don't think of it as a system, I think of it as just life.
1: Yeah
2: right it, it's it's the absence of the words the absence of thought because every thought is just another memory mm. even if you think it's new it's not it's based on all the memories of experiences well even e- even down to the detail of every word has a history mm. no word do you come up with that hasn't have a history tied to memories right. you say tree you've got a whole memory of trees uh. you say car you have memories all these memories of car so that's what you're projecting into the next, but it's still old, right? Mm-hmm. So the only place, the only time we really find that freedom is when the mind is quiet. Mm-hmm. And the mind can't be forced to be quiet because then it's just snake-eating, it's Ouroboros, it's the snake-eating the tail, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're trying to push the mind into a place. So it's only through awareness of how the mind works, constant awareness of what's going on in your brain, constant awareness of what's going on in your body, Diligence. I mean, this is, this is like, you know, then the brain begins to understand There's something else starts to come up, something else that starts to, to grow. That is this, uh, this silence, and it's not out of force. It's out of real- realization that everything else, when we're talking right now, I'm using words to communicate, but what do these words mean? What do they mean to you? is different than what they mean to me, right? And what they mean to me is different than the truth. Because the truth is, the truth is is something you can't believe. I like what you said about memory
0: and how there's good memories and bad memories and, and letting go is a process of letting go of both these memories because even in the good memory there is like you said, there is like a like oh when I think back oh I had such a great holiday in Thailand oh you know I, oh, I wish I was there again like oh I had such a great time but even thinking of that and reminiscing about that brings suffering to the present moment because you're not there right now so like oh I'm stuck in the city I'm stuck at work but oh you know that memory of me uh, you know by the beach and having a good time mm-hmm. oh it sucks that I'm here now because already in your mind you're you're thinking of the past happy memory nonetheless
2: still you're not in the present right which and it's such it, an interesting perspective and it, and it is it's why we hold on to the memories mm. because, because we're want af- to yeah because we're afraid of being in the present yeah because we think it's uncomfortable or it's boring or we think we need to find something enjoyable whereas joy is not something that's based on anything objective mm. right the real joy is you yeah you are the one that interprets what makes you happy at any given time but all that interpretation any interpretation Adds to the confusion. Mm. This is this is the thing: is that you know we, we talk about joy. Ah, how do I want to word that? It's it's a little difficult to, to, to you know. I feel word. like
0: there's so many concepts already that like have been shared and take some time to break it all down.
2: Yeah. Well, well, the way I see joy is that joy is your joy is always with you. Mm. Love is always with you. Peace is always with you. You have access to this, mm. but you can't access it deliberately. You can only access it by stop trying to do anything. It's like if you want to go to sleep, you can't say like, "Okay, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep." You sort exactly. of stop trying to go to sleep, and then you go to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what the, that's the whole you know process of awareness. And uh, the Chidu Krishnamurti calls it choiceless awareness. Choiceless awareness. Choiceless awareness. It's aware. It. It's being this. aware of what's going on with you constantly, without judgment, without trying to change anything, without trying to make choices to make your life better. Just be present. And when you open yourself to that, and I, I don't live that way, but I, I can say that I've felt that at periods, and, and that's one of the things that keeps me going. Mm. But one of the things that is, is coming clearer and clearer to me is that joy is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling. Peace is not a feeling. Because as long as you're looking for a feeling, you're going back into your memory, and trying to compare it to something else. Mm. Joy is that state when you're no longer thinking about what you're feeling. It doesn't matter what's going on, you're just in a state of this, right? It's, you're no longer comparing, because as long as you're comparing, you're creating authorities about what is right, what is wrong, what should be, what shouldn't be. And therefore, again, we're talking about bringing the pain in. Mm. So as long as we hold on to memories, we're gonna project those memories, we're gonna use those memories to make comparisons, to make judgments. Now, how do we get rid of memories so you, can't.
0: you that, can't? That's my natural, like. So I was thinking like, so is all memory bad? Is all memory suffering?
1: No.
2: Yeah. Obviously your brain, I mean, how do I get to this? Rationalize this, this for, for, for me. So how, how do I get to the bank? How do I pull money out of the ATM if I don't have memory,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? It's the psychological attachment to the memory. So the emotional attachment to the memory. So it's not the memory itself, it's the feeling attached
0: to it. But and, then feeling is, is a state, it's not, well, feelings, feelings
2: are not real. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're real in the moment, right? To say, they're not, ah. to say they're not real is to say that we aren't, right? Yes. We're, we're not yes. feeling yes. something. Yes. So, I mean, you really, you, you don't wanna to try to overanalyze it, right. right? And this is the whole point of just being with what is, right, is, is to know that the, 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 the real trick I, I feel is to stop naming the feeling uh, and just observe it. Stop uh, thinking. Oh, uh, this uh. is fear. Oh, this is anger. Oh, I'm angry, right? Because now we're we're taken in. You know, I mean, going into the whole idea that we really don't have a self. Mm. That's a. That's another discussion that goes farther. But understanding that is something you can't you can't logically get to. You can logically analyze it, mm. and you can see it. But to understand what that means requires just keep on moving through. Right, mm-hmm. and then the more where you are of this, the more that just becomes evident, without reasoning, yeah. without logic, it just becomes evident because you're watching how often this life is changing, right. how often this thing constantly is moving, and how out of control it is. Right, I mean, just just like you can't control where the sun is at any point in the day, you can't completely control your emotions. You might try methods, you know, mm-hmm. there are methods of meditation you know breathing methods and i don't have any judgment on any of that but i feel like they're all trying to avoid what is again right i mean and i'm not again this is a little uh, this is my current opinion so i don't want to offend anybody who has their practices and i think that the practices are wonderful if we know what they are if we understand why we're doing it because one of the hardest things i think for anybody to do is to do nothing to do nothing. We, we call it meditation. It should be nothing. The moment you name it, then you're giving yourself a little bit of something that I'm doing something. Right? Oh, I'm going to go meditate and be quiet. I'm going to find my peace or whatever it is you want to meditate. Or I even myself, I'm going to do a letting go, right? because I used to call it letting go sessions, where I would just sit with those feelings and bring up things, pull up photos that I knew would bother me, watch something on television that I knew would bring up that old energy just so that I could let it go. right? But what about doing absolutely nothing? Now, there has to be a, a form of, of what your body's doing, right? So for me, it's just simply, I take periods of just laying down comfortably. In the moment, what is comfortable? Sometimes it's on my side, hugging a pillow. Sometimes it's on the sofa right here, my legs up, my head back. And then just relax. Just relax. See what comes up. Don't try to make anything happen, just see. and you know, when you first start doing this, especially, oh, your mind's going to instantly come up with all the things you need to do. You you'll be laying there, and oh, that's right, I got to call this person, and your body is going to want to react to this. I've had times where I'm am laying there, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm over by the sink doing something. Right? I didn't even. It's like I lost that awareness for just a moment, and instantly, I need to do something. So the the, the just to just be with this is so hard. We want to call it something. We want to name it. We want to give it a, a, a meaning so that it's, it becomes a relief of this, this, this nagging need to do something all the time. and That, that need to do more and more and more just keep, seems to be growing with the, the technology booms and the um, you know, social media. All of the events all the things going on all the time i love what you just said
0: and i like this it is true i mean we are all guilty of it we are all guilty of distracting the mind right i need to do something right doesn't mean it's something significant doesn't you it, doing the dishes let's say when you're lying down you're 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 trying to quote unquote do the meditation and then through that meditation you think like okay I'm, I'm doing something good I'm doing something I'm just I'm relaxing right I'm relaxing I'm closing my eyes I'm I'm chanting I'm 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 clearing my mind right now I'm doing it right but you're you're still in not in the moment because you're doing the thing but to do completely nothing it's like the it's like that paradox of like not trying but end up doing the thing you right. know like by stilling the mind by trying to still the mind you can't still the mind because you're actively thinking of of stealing the mind, right. which is that paradox again. Right. And for sure I've been guilty and I'm sure every every human being sure. has like, okay, uh, I'm gonna sit down and do nothing. And then like, uh, did I send an email? Did I, is the kettle, is the gas on? Right. Like, did I remember reply to reply that person? And then you're like, you know what, I'll just go reply to that person first. Then I'll come back and, and do nothing again. Right. And then you, and then hence you find yourself in the kitchen doing right. dishes and,
2: and downstairs buying groceries or whatever, because you need to do those things. And- and if I can interject what you've just done the moment you got up was you lost an opportunity to feel that urge to feel that urge and to stay with it right so there's that feeling that feeling comes up don't think about it just let the thought you know be whatever it is you're not blocking anything but you start to understand it's just thoughts so you you know but that feeling that was your, that's, your, that's your key look at it Look at that feeling, that need to get up and do something. Look at that need. Stay with it. Mm. You don't want to get rid of it. You're not there to, to get rid of this. You're there to understand. Because, because the, the more you begin to understand the feeling, the more you realize all of your conditioning. Right? The only way to understand your conditioning is to approach through awareness. Right? Now, we're all conditioned. We've been domesticated into this world to fit in in a respectable way with society. Mm. Not offend anybody. Get punished when you do the wrong. Get rewarded when you do the right. And we, we were taught so well, at a childhood during our childhood, that we do it to ourselves now. We punish ourselves over and over again for our mistakes, mm-hmm. and we seek those things to do the right thing so we can reward ourselves with a good feeling. You don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. You have one of, one of the coolest things I think is that when you stop blaming others for anything that you experience, you also realize that nobody else is responsible for the good feelings either. Nothing else is responsible for the good feelings. You are creating those feelings yourself. Mm. Say um, you hold a girl's hand that you really like and you feel that you know, Mm. that feeling, right? There's no no need to go into it, but you feel that feeling. She's not giving you that feeling. You're projecting that Mm. onto this person. You own that feeling right now. Mm. You can be in love with the whole universe. You can walk around in love. You can't, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, to fathom it until you start to feel it, until you start to understand it. And the only way to understand it is by, in my opinion, or in, or in my case, or in my experience has been the more I just stay aware and let these things come up and just watch them and do the best I can to not judge myself and not judge myself when I do judge myself and not judge the judge who's judging the judge of the judge, right? <laughs> because you can get caught in that loop too. But you, you'll find those moments and, and those moments are like gold. Mm. But then not, try not to remember them. Try, try, not, try not to hold on to that. Try not to, to create a memory either. because yeah. they become another authority, mm. another you know should be, or how do I get to this point? The whole thing, you know, is to move from this state, from this state of, of the known, right, to, to what we know and see what's, I mean, there's so much we don't know. And yet we praise and, you know, I mean, just in all fairness, I want to say something in this, this talk or this, this, this conversation that I could be proud of or that I feel is helpful. And I, I'm afraid of saying something that I'm going to regret, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what is all of that? It's just stories. Mm. It's just stories I'm running in my head. What else is possible? Mm. What else is possible? If, if I'm not running all of those scripts, if none of us are running those scripts, what would we be like together? We would be natural. We would be responding to life and we would be creating things beyond our imagination. Because as we have proje- as we project out the future, as we project out ideas into a destination or a goal we limit everything else you meet a girl and you like her and you run the story about who I might be able to get with her and that and what happens you quit seeing all the other possible and that's I'm just using that because we're a couple of couple of guys right <laughs> but it might be it could be anything the moment we start to set that destination for our lives we stop seeing all the opportunities you, that are, you limit yourself huh? that's it but if, if you if you're no longer using thought constantly to, to be safe, right, to be safe, you want to make the right decision. You want to make the right choices. Why? And the reason why is because if I go out and I'm around a bunch of people and I come home, I'm going to kick my own ass for everything I said wrong, hmm. right? It's me. I'm going to beat myself up. And that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid of the abuse that we give ourselves in judgment because if we weren't, what would you ever be afraid of, right? I mean, other than a lion or a person with a gun or, you know, I mean, realistic threat to human life, but speaking to somebody, why would you ever be afraid of speaking to somebody? There's nothing they can do to you. There's nothing they're going to do to you. Even if they scowl at you or they make fun of you or whatever, it's only how you react to it that you're afraid of. So we're afraid of those emotions and those emotions are based upon our memories. And this is where, you know, if you were to just flow, my god, what's possible, man? And that that's I want to know.
0: In some way that is a that is also letting go, right? So if we're talking about like this particular situation of say someone pissing you off, right. And someone's calling at you, right? Giving you a negative response, it's up to you to how on how you react to that. And even if someone didn't ne- respond to you negatively, you have the opportunity of letting that go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and then, f- then it, and then it doesn't affect you what? And then it
2: doesn't affect you at all. And, and one of the things that, that, you know, in my process is, is is understanding that, and I'll give you an illustration I got from, from a book, and it was a really nice way of seeing um, how we are around each other, around others, right? It's uh, Don Miguel Ruiz in The Fifth, the yeah, fifth yeah. Agreement, right? So Fifth? He's, yeah, The Fifth. So this is the, this the, is the follow-up one. to The oh. Fourth Agreement. And it, it covers some of the fourth. It goes into what he says in mm-hmm. the fifth. But he gives this illustration of, of walking, going up to a plaza right, or a mall where there are hundreds of theaters. And you walk into the first one because, well, funny thing is it has your, your, your name. So you go inside and you sit down and you start. There's only one person there watching the movie. You sit down next to them, and you start watching and it's your life. You know all the people in it, you know all the stories going on, right? You understand all of this and you look over and it's it's yourself in there watching this movie. And you're so engaged in the movie that you don't even notice that you're there watching, that you're there with you, right? That you're watching this together. But after a little while you know all this stuff so it's a little bit boring. So you get up and you walk to the next theater and you go and you sit down and there's a lady sitting there and you start watching the movie and it's your mom. And you look up and you see the same characters, but they look a little different and they absolutely act different. They act wrong. Everything in it's wrong. You're wrong in the movie. Your brother's wrong in the movie, right? Everything she's, she's wrong, she's making all this up. This isn't really her, right? So you see this and you see how everything she sees is wrong because it's not the same as your movie, right? And after a little while, you finish with that one. Let's just say you move on to another one and it's your your girlfriend or your, your wife. And again, same characters are all in the movie, but they're all different. She's different in the way she sees herself. You're different. You're actually surprised at some of the ways she sees you in her movie, right? This is what's going on all the time. This is what's going on with you right now. You're looking at me, and I'm just a character in your movie based upon your story. So how can I take that personal? How can I let that bother me, right? This is your story running. I get, you can't see me. All you can ever see is the light coming into your eyes, creating an image of me, and then you're building what that is through your conditioning. Mm. It has nothing to do with me. Interesting. Right? So if we can, and, and this is a kind of a, a, a segue into that, using logic to let go, right? Or using, you know, a, a new way of seeing other people and as you practice that, the more you, you know, this is a practice, I guess, and, and, and just reminding yourself of this, recalling it, and, and trying to play with that thought, and you start to see it. You start to, you, you, One of the hardest parts, I think, that we run into when we're conversing with people is putting our defenses up. We don't want anybody else's thoughts coming in that don't agree with what we, what we already believe. Mm-hmm. We're welcome, common. Oh, that fits what I like, and you feel good. Then they start to say something you don't agree with, but you get that little knot in your stomach, right? Because you feel like, oh, I have to protect my thoughts. I have to protect, protect my reality. beliefs. Yeah, yeah. because this is threatening what I believe in. Mm. What if you don't have any beliefs? Mm. What if you don't have to hold on to beliefs? The truth will always be the truth whether you believe it or not. Mm. It doesn't require belief. So it just, just is. It just is. Imagine living your life without relying on beliefs. Um, it comes up with the word responsibility, right? We hear the word responsibility from when we're little kids, and and it has sort of a disciplined and almost, you know, unattractive sense to it. Responsibility, no, I want freedom. Mm. But responsibility is just a combination of ability to respond. That's all it is, and you have that when you're free. When you're not free, you're reacting to life. When you're free, you're responding with full awareness. All the opportunities, all the things. And you're no longer attaching to, if I do this wrong, then I'm gonna punish myself. No, if I do it and it doesn't work, I'm just gonna do the next thing. Oh, if that doesn't work, I'll do the next thing until it works and then I'm gonna follow that thread constantly by staying with what's happening all the time. And no longer kicking yourself when it doesn't work out a certain way, or no longer punishing yourself because you had a goal. Mm. No, I'm just living. I'm just responding to whatever's happening around me in life. And I'm not holding on to memories. And this is where, you know, this is where the difference comes in between joy and pleasure, right? You can move beyond pleasure and desire and move straight into that full joy. And then you're feeling that joy and experiencing it with whatever's happening.
1: Mm.
2: And you're gonna have adventures. You're not gonna become, you know, quiet or a recluse because once you relax then you're gonna be ready for action and you're gonna have so much energy so much energy to do things because you're not wasting it constantly trying to think trying trying to keep yourself safe trying to do the right thing trying to avoid offending other people worrying about other people's opinions right I mean you, you if you ever play a musical instrument and you find that moment of flow when you're no longer thinking about yourself, you're no longer even thinking about what you're doing. You're just in it. You can live like that. In every every step, you're just responding to life. You're still learning, but you're not holding on to it as a memory. The memory's there, but there's no emotional attachment to it, right? You're not relying upon it to take you out of this present moment when things get rough. Because in the roughest moments is when you need to be the most responsible, and yet most of us, hide in those moments and we do that with pulling up old memories or like you're saying right so oh this sucks oh but yeah that happened and maybe I can make that happen again right and then we're not living with that moment and if you just stay with it you just stay with that whatever it is it's going to pass and it's not going to be held in your body anymore and before long you start to see your life just changing without any effort without any need to direct it, it just starts happening because you're letting go of more and more of that stuff you're just staying with the moment more and more and more you just stay with it and you almost start to i don't want to use the word love, but you dig into those those moments when that tension comes up right you start to look for opportunities to test it to bring it up and i'll just i'll share you know i, I did I did my first you know when i when i moved into this place the first first three or four months were so fucking intense i can't even begin to explain it i mean it was just it was a cycle of letting go and then feeling that freedom after you let go so once you finish letting go like most of when i would wake up in the morning i would be in this state of almost pure like we call it bliss i mean now i look back it, it was it was full of a lot of like stories and all still a lot of ego kind of stuff, pride, and because now I can do what I want, and now I'm gonna to want to project that out, right? But it was a peace. There was a lot of peace and excitement, and then in the afternoons, this dark energy would start to come in, and it start coming back, and it would get more and more intense. And all I could do is just stay home and just be with it, and I just would. I just started letting it come up, crying and shaking, and I mean, the energy that comes out was just gets really intense I mean scary at times but you you learn to trust yourself you learn to trust that you can handle this that you can take care of yourself nobody else is there taking care of you nobody else is hugging you you're hugging yourself you're holding yourself you're holding that space for yourself you're giving yourself that acceptance no matter what comes up i'm I'm here right and there's no two separate persons it's just this one thing but you seem to understand it from this dynamic of duality almost, of a higher self. And and your body is just going through this thing. It's just going through this letting go process. It's just letting this stuff out. Revelations come up about your past, that stories that you've been holding deep in. And so that lasted in the, that intensity for, for a period of time, uh, months. And, and then I was able to start branching out, but then I started to see just how much social anxiety was there and so I did a lot of alone time I would process as much as I could and now I'm at a point where I realize I need to be around others to bring this out right I need to and I'm seeking that now I I pay attention to how much I can handle and I come back and I, I come back to the cave and I lick my wounds and let out what I need to do and then I look for new opportunities things that scare me right what scares me and not to prove anything to myself not to strengthen my ego or my confidence because I don't want any confidence. I'm not looking for self-confidence because self-confidence is a mild word of pride, right? And pride always has to be defended. No matter what you put pride in, you have to protect that. I like the word comfortable, to just be comfortable with what I am all the time. That's, that's the work, but how do I find that is by letting go of all this shit. And how do I find out what shit's there? Because now, when I'm alone, I'm fucking happy. I'm floating. If I spend a day alone, I'm riding. I'm cruising around a motorcycle. I'm high. I'm in. I don't want to. I, 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 I like the word bliss. I don't like the word bliss. It has such a weird connotation, right? It's another. Just what it means to me is different than what it means to you, or what it means to me today is different than what it means yesterday, right? But this state of openness, the state of there's no words for it. There are no words to to say it. But I find it, and then the moment I get around people, I lose it. Right. Then the moment I get around others, I lose it because I I get pulled into
0: they are reality. the
2: reality, the drama, right, right, the drama of stories, right. So I can. So now that I found this. My, my mantra when I, when I left the, the resort and came here and, and to be alone was to trust aloneness. And it was because, to be honest, it was my, my last ceremony, my last Aya ceremony, and I knew it was my last one. I got the two cards, and that's what they said, trust aloneness. And she, she was letting me know exactly what my next step was without me understanding what that meant. But over time, I understood it. I have to be able to love being alone before I can love being with others. And as you begin to be around others, you realize that this state of aloneness can be brought into the state of social interaction.
0: Because when you are learning to be alone, you're not actually alone, you're with yourself. You're still with yourself. So even though you think you're alone, you have you with you. And so the process of loving to be alone is truly a process of loving to be with you. In, in your own company and in your own thoughts and in your own life so to learn to love yourself gives you the ability to then love others because again to love yourself is to love others right you can only love others by loving yourself well, this is this is an interesting
2: point that I've kind of been playing with in my own like reasoning or whatever. But without uh, I don't I mean I don't want to like uh, contradict what you're saying because no, 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 I know sure. exact, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. but when we realize, when we realize there is no such thing as a self, mm. okay, when you realize that that self is an image that you created uh-huh. in your mind, right. to feel secure, to feel safe, right, so that you know who you are, and then you don't have to just act, and, and you, you know, it's, it's all that fear that we use, and to love, and to love is to love. Right, to love is, love is not based upon any object. Mm. To truly love yourself, let's just use that, that to truly love is just to love. And that's what you're looking Mm. for. You're not looking for a love of who you are, you're looking to be that love. It's a level deeper. it's, It's just, it's similar to say, you know, you can become like a flower. A flower releases its fragrance in the middle of a field where nobody is, and nobody notices it, or a flower is on the path where people see it, stop and enjoy it, and some people pass it don't see it. Right? It doesn't need an object. It's not seeking an object. Because it doesn't need like an audience. It doesn't need an audience, and it doesn't it just need, is. It just it's is. Just a flower being a flower. It's the it's the the most natural, beautiful power that's just coming out of you, without any exclusiveness. See, this is this is the challenge because we were. We've been taught family, nation, club, community, society, right? All these divisions. And we limit how much we want to give out based on that. Oh, this is my family, so they're going to get more of this. This is my community, they're going to get more of this. And out here, those are the others, and I'm not going to love them because I don't know them. Or they're different. Or so they're, you limit your love. So you, you, you're blocking, mm-hmm. you're, you're putting up stories That are blocking you from being exactly who you really are. And that is that pure love. It's no longer, you know. What is pure love
0: to you? Or what is pure anything to you? The unknown.
2: Unknowable. Unknowable. Unrecognizable. Anything you recognize is based on stories. So this is why the silence is so precious to us. When the mind is silent, we're no longer thinking about it, and we're no longer experiencing it, right? Because experience is, is, is just a way of us capturing and trying to hold on. Mm-hmm. We call it experience. We're flowing with it. And you get little glimpses of it, and you're living it. You're living it at times, and you don't realize it, right? You only remember an experience when you try to remember it, right? You only know an experience when you recognize it, so you're not going to recognize love you're not going to recognize humility, you're not going to recognize these things because you're looking for a feeling and it's not a feeling. So then what is it? Is, it's the, how do I rationalize it? Is it a only, state? The it... only thing I would say from for my, my own way of kind of looking at it is that it's, it's the absence of all the bullshit. It's the absence of all exclusion. it's the absence of, of judgment. Man, to, the absence of judgment, period. Of yourself, of others. Inside of you is the devil and God. All of it. Every bit of it is, is in you. You're a human. You're part of this. And we love to talk about, oh, we're all one. People talk that stuff. But the moment we say it, we're limiting the reality. We're, we're putting anything. words, are, <clears throat> words are like bars creating a prison that we live in.
0: Interesting. To you, words are, like you said, to you, words are like a prison that limit you because you've identified it in a particular way based on past experiences and memories and therefore it, it denies you the chance of
2: something that could be potentially new or unknown. This is, this is what Jesus said, I make, look, I'm making all things new. He didn't say listen. He said look, mm. right? Look, I'm making all things new. Or at least that's what they say. He said, I, "I like to say, you know, I like that is it coming from a from a Christian background? I I, I went through a period of hate, for all of religionists and particularly Christianity, and then as I've progressed further, I began to see that there are certain points in there that were valuable. But I've always been very very interested in the fact that Jesus never wrote anything down, True. and Buddha never wrote anything down. Why? Because it was their presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was their presence, and they knew that words would create confusion, okay, so you were
0: saying like okay, I go back to my question, which was that you were saying like the words were a prison, but are words and a way aren't words or just a way of identifying your own reality and say like you said about the Buddha and the and Jesus about how they didn't write anything down. It was his their disciples or the people that were around them that cataloged this. It was just simply his presence that was what, what was uh, impactful. But then also, how do you share such an experience? Through words, through writing it down, through, through, through sharing, like even on this conversation, right? So through these words, through these books, it gives other people an opportunity to feel that presence or to, to learn from it. And, and in, in that way, it creates or it helps to add into their reality of how to
2: live their life. So, I, I, yeah, This this is this is this is beautiful. I, I'm I love that because if I hadn't had the books yeah. let well, just say letting go. Right. Right. What would I have done? Uh-huh. And along that, you know, my studies of, of, of some of my, my 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 kindred writers like JK, uh Chita Krishnamurti, Alan Watts, and Ram Dass and I've been able to recognize in what they said things I've already experienced and also to kind of open myself more. We we do communicate with words, but the, the point is is to not believe the words are real. It's to see beyond it, it's to begin to see beyond it. Communication is about agreements, right? And, and we take, we, we've been trained to, you know, the finger pointing at the moon is not the moon, right? But yeah. what we end up doing is sucking on that finger Yeah for comfort. We let somebody else decide for us. We, put, we place authority in these people. We place authority in what they say. We place authority, why? Because we don't want to be responsible for our own understanding and our own direction. It doesn't mean that you don't go to others. It doesn't mean that you don't read or, yeah, or try to learn okay, or try okay. to explore, but don't try to find the
0: truth through somebody else. Because the truth can only be found within your own, the
2: truth, within you. The truth can't be found. It can only be lived. The truth can never become words because words are just are not sounds. Yeah. They're just sounds, right? If I say tree to you, you know, you, you've got this great set of images. Mm. But if I go to a country where this person doesn't speak English and I say the word tree, all I'm doing is just making a vibration mm. sound. So was it really a tree that came out of my mouth? Was there the idea? No, it was something inside my head. Now once we agree on things, then we can kind of share, mm. but don't believe in it. Don't believe in the words. Mm. just use them. Allow them to come in and and as you as you study or if you read or you like something, try to to read without trying to analyze. Trust your brain. trust your mind to, to can make the connections. Don't try. To because then we're placing authority on things or rejecting or we're using the old knowledge. Oh, that doesn't fit in again Mm -hmm. with what if it makes you uncomfortable to read something good. Keep reading it, Mm. keep reading it. Don't not to believe it, but to look at that feeling it's bringing up. Mm. Why is it bringing up this feeling? Where's this this discomfort coming from? When somebody says something that has nothing, no impact on you, right? It just passes right by you don't believe it, if, if, somebody, if somebody comes up and says you're the biggest idiot in the world, if you don't believe it, it's nothing, mm-hmm. right? And so it's the same thing with when, when we, we're experiencing life, our books or things, if we, if we can stop trying to believe in everything or not believe in it or believe in it, judging it and fighting it and trying to build that image and stay safe in our image as we just let go of all of that, we can explore. We can explore conversations with people without any fear. They can say something we don't agree with and we can just love them. We love them because they're they're just running a story. I don't care how much this person says something that I don't agree with. I don't have to agree, I don't have to disagree. The truth will always be the truth. I don't have to believe, I don't have to disbelieve. Just limit and question everything and allow your story. You're going to live it, Hmm. but you begin to create how you want to create. You begin to see the new opportunities, you begin to see what else is possible all the time oh you know just as as an example i used that little phrase A friend of mine shared it with me and at the time i didn't really get it and at some point it came into my you know my journaling and connected with where i am in that moment and where i am in this moment and i started to see how when i start to project an idea a desire a fantasy right we all get caught up in that very easily and I instantly say, but what else is possible? And it seems to just shut that story down. And then it's quiet for a moment. Mm -hmm. Right? And then another story. And what else is possible? Right? Because we have all our memories projecting into the future. Right? And whatever we believe the world of the past was, that's how we're going to see the future. But if you stop looking at it with memories and just open your mind to what's possible. Then it is limitless. It's limitless. And in fact, you start to realize that the way you see the world changes. Yeah. The whole way you see the world changes. It becomes more and more friendly, more and more peaceful, less and less of a need to do anything. And then when you don't need to do anything, you start to do anything, mm-hmm. right? We, get, we, 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 just, we try so hard to stay busy, to prove something to ourselves, to relieve ourselves of the anxiety that I'm wasting my life, or I should be doing this, or I should be doing that. And that, all that pressure is blocking you it's holding you back from actually experiencing adventures, real adventures. Because the greatest pleasures of life are those that come unexpectedly. When you're seeking it and you get it, yeah, you still get some pleasure. But it's not the same as when it you're walking down the street and it just happens, right? But if you're seeking this and you're walking down the street, you may miss that. You may miss that uh, because you've been you looking... Seen- you're so single-focused yeah. that you're not open to the possibilities. That's true. And if you can remind yourself, we, we need to remind ourselves yeah. until we don't need to remind ourselves. Because you were trained to think a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where the communication is, in my mind. This is where the, the, the training comes in of these books, of these teachers. Is you don't buy into them as the truth. Mm-hmm. You try to learn to live until you no longer have to think it. You no longer have to rely upon what they said because now you're living it. Right? You're living the truth. You're living well, you're living it closer closer and closer to to what is just this. Your truth. This.
0: Do you believe that truth is individual or universal? Your truth and my truth or a universal truth?
2: Or are they one and the same? There's no such thing. And the only reason I say that is because to be something, would, for, for there to be a truth, you'd have to stop the whole universe for it to be fixed because it's constantly moving and evolving. There's no way for it to ever be a, what we call the word truth. Okay. It's in a dynamic state of whatever. Right. I mean, this is this is the whole net of it. Is that we we we, we are never going to identify it because if we did, then we're locking it into the past.
0: So then, how do we
2: know it to be true? You don't have to know it. Wow. That's the whole point. It'll still be true. You're here to enjoy your life. You're here to enjoy your life. Not you didn't come here to figure out life. Life's not a mystery to solve. It's 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 a, It's an experience. Uh... To adventure. It's an adventure to experience. To enjoy, to flow. I agree with, with this. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: That life is an experience, and it's not like. But through asking questions and through finding out and through searching, it it also gives like a sense of purpose. It helps to build the reality around me. Oh, I know this. I I, I'm, I have certain beliefs. I have certain concepts of what life is to me, and I I guess I subconsciously hold on to it. Right. Because, of course, it's my reality one. Like I hold on to certain beliefs that helps me, that helps to guide me through. It makes you feel safe. And there are certain core beliefs that I hold on to, like truth. I, I hold on to truth and I pursue truth. Most of the things that I do is in pursuit of that truth, whether right. it's my truth or universal truth, but then through my, through my learning of what truth is, there isn't there is okay there is this paradox where what is true, because everything is an illusion, your truth and my truth are different. So what is the universal truth? And there is none. It is whatever that is, which is true, which is nothing, which is everything, which is again a mind blowing kind of like concept to yeah, wrap your head around. And, then- and I struggle to to hold on to that. And I struggle to find meaning in that. But also there is no meaning in it. So what if I find out the meaning of truth or the meaning of the world? And then what? It changes And then I and then I it, it, would, change, my, it would change instantly. Yeah, it would change instantly. And and so it's an endless pursuit, what? So
2: it if it's true. an endless pursuit, do you still pursue it? No. That's the whole point. This is what you but you but you can't tell yourself that. Yeah. You can't yeah, logica- you, 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 you can't yeah. logically arrive at this. The only You're, thing you can yeah. do is to stay with awareness. To constantly and awareness is not without discrediting meditation, those are good practices for relaxing if you want to do it. But if you really want to move on in life, you got to get out there and be in the flow and stay with as much as you can. Keep coming back, coming back and seeing, and your brain will gain an understanding of what is not true, what is not true, what is not true, what is, because that's all you're doing. We're not. Interesting, interesting, interesting. My concept is this, at this moment, my current opinion, a current. You know, the direction that I'm looking in is all of this is about unlearning. Which is what I was about to say. Well, put a pin on
0: this. Let me just, okay. Because the more I was searching, the more I was seeking truth. But in like what you just said, maybe it's about finding out what's not true to help also give balance to what is true. You, you, You only have to, you only have to. If I can't find what's true, I find what's untrue, which still brings me the truth, what? It, it,
2: it brings you to the point where you get, you're able to live the truth. Right. Oh, not learn it. That's the whole point. Right. You can't ever experience it's not about. It. You can live it when you're living in that moment. Th- the more
0: you know, the more you don't know. Right? The more books you read, Absolutely. You, if you think you know something, go
2: read about it go find out more about it and you realize you don't know anything you don't know anything and every time you find yourself any time you come to a conclusion think about what that means that means you don't know no I mean what is the word conclusion? an end exactly did your life end in that moment? no so it wasn't concluded well there's no in other words every time you come to a conclusion you die you end your life because you quit growing you quit learning you quit seeing what else is possible. Wow. And that's why I say the truth is always moving. You can't stop. You will. You'll rest. You'll so then, enjoy. You'll enjoy your current opinion. Just remember it's a current opinion. Right. Don't hold on to it. Don't lock yourself into it as an image. So then who are you?
0: If you have certain concepts and beliefs and you hold on to the end, that gives you an identity of who then is. Right? Oh, that's that guy that does this and whatever. You're not bound by those things, for sure. You're not bound by your work, you're not bound by an
2: identity, but you still are an individual. But you're not. But you're not, yeah. You're not. This is a protective, this is, a, this ah, is what we true. call ego, the walls we put up that divide us. This is why we can't really, most of us never really come to the understanding that we're all one, but we are but we can logically talk or we can get all high and talk about it or trip out on some drug and oh we're all one
0: but you don't really understand what to understand means. So you that, just feel it but you how do you understand that it? you
2: have to you have to unlearn everything that told oh. you you were something everything that gave you an identity and this gets fucking scary when you start to get deeper and deeper into this and i'll tell you there's times where i'm doing that just laying with it <laughs> my mind is melting eh? it gets it gets deeper and deeper and it gets scary because you're afraid of losing your this is the whole fear of life is losing your identity fear of death why do we fear death you don't actually fear death you fear the end of your story it's sort of like you ever watch a series you get so involved in and when it gets to the last episode you feel empty because you're like oh now what now what i've been wrapped up in this story for fucking 50 hours and all of a sudden it's over and I don't even know, right? Now what am I supposed to do? Well, this is what we kind of fear about our lives, that if we quit our story, then what? But That's the adventure, man. That's when you come to life. You're no longer living a story. You're actually a dynamic being capable of unbelievable things or nothing. And it doesn't matter because there's nothing to prove there's no meaning or purpose that you're going to leave behind no matter what you do. I don't care what. You could build a statue and the birds are going to shit on it. Right? It's going to crumble over time. Mm. I mean, we, we, we have, we're so locked in this little lifetime that we think it's important to do this or do that or accomplish this or leave some, find some meaning or leave something. Fuck all that. You're leaving it anyway. Mm. You're going to leave this place. Do you want to experience death before the body dies? Or do you want to wait till that point? That's up to you. But you're able to die to this life now if you choose to let go, just as the best I can put it in words. And it's not easy. But that's where learning to to let up anything, even that fear, to become it, and to understand it, to love it, to hold it, to be with it allow it right and then the more you let go the more you understand what you're doing without words the more you feel lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter until you know that you're just gonna float you feel it you're floating on the ground sometimes you know and that's the direction my my process is every day I get up and I spend an hour and a half with words right I call my pen my guru Because what comes up is sometimes beautiful, wow, I go into a state of this amazing openness and other times it's bringing me into that fear, that discomfort and I just stay with the pen and then I go, okay, I'm feeling anxious and this doesn't feel good so I want to explore it and I go find a quiet place and I explore that feeling and I stay with it. Sometimes it'll last a day. Sometimes it goes, you know, a couple of hours and when it's gone, I'm lighter. I'm lighter again I know something I, I can sense that light is happening I can sense that letting go so I I, I, I look at it using an, uh, an illustration in my mind sometimes and this is where I'm again this is just a fun part of life or artist I'm like on a, I'm on a, on a boat that's full of cargo and every morning I get up and I go up and I set the direction again not the destination because I don't want to know where I'm going the adventure is just to see what's out there, but I know the direction I want to go in because I have sense it. I sense that I'm... I don't just sense it. I'm drawn to it. It's pulling me. What is it? I don't know. I like the word... Uh, Scott Peck used the word grace in The uh, Road Less Traveled. He used the word grace. Moving towards grace. Grace is moving you. Oh. And, it, and what is grace is just another word, right? Again, I don't want to wrap it into a, a bunch of illusions. That's why I said I'm, I like the word. And it's something that I feel that's moving me even when I don't want to go, even when the mind doesn't want to go. Like I said, and all Calling, I can I don't even know what to call it. But just stay with that feeling. Don't distract. Don't pick up the phone. Don't turn on the TV. Stay with it. Mm. Stay with it, so stay with it, and so I set to that direction, and in the evenings, I spend some time unloading cargo off the boat into the water so that my ride gets lighter and lighter and lighter, mm. and as pieces some of the boxes are stacked on other boxes, right I got to take this box off first, and then oh then I see this next box, and then I go to pick it up and it 's just a little too heavy, so I work on another box and drop it off, and then as I build more and more of the strength or whatever, each box gets more lighter. accessible just a little picture I use in my mind to to kind of see where I'm going Mm. and and to illustrate what I feel like is happening with me right this is where I'm going and I I, I have I have never felt like life the possibilities of life were glowing before Mm. I was full of fear I mean the fear you know I was raised just to go, I guess, go back. I mean, as a child, we would. my mom was a Jehovah's Witness when I was born. Jehovah's Witnesses believe that the end of the world is coming. Everybody outside of that group is going to die any day, any moment. Jesus is coming, and he's going to destroy anybody who's not following this faith. My mom had been excommunicated by the time I was three, but still believed this. So I grew up as a little child being told that the world's coming to an end, unless you're on that boat, and we weren't on that boat. So all I can remember as a child, I remember nights crying, a storm came, I cried because I thought it was the end of the world, right? I mean, this was built into me. By the time I was in my teens, I still believed this, but I would I not want to be in a religion. So I found myself at 12, finding alcohol, 13, 14, doing drugs, smoking weed. By four, you know, Sometime between 14 and 15, found my, my favorite, which was LSD. Started dropping acid. So by the time I was 16, I dropped out of school, just finding odd and end jobs to support my party scene, right? I was going to get my kicks in before the whole shithouse burns down. Mm-hmm. That's all I cared about. Until I got to about 21, and I couldn't deal with it anymore. I had no purpose, nothing. And all my friends, my, one of my closest friends was, had just went to jail because he, high on coke, went in and killed a guy at McDonald's. And... Um, Another friend of mine had OD'd and I just, the only thing I knew was to go to that religion. So I went to that religion, cleaned my life up and it just locked me into another world. And for 25 years, I tried to live in that world. And that whole world of the Jehovah's Witnesses built on fear, guilt, and shame, right? It's all about fear, guilt, and shame to control you. So that's, I carried all of that. And my projection of the world was the end of the world. There's no purpose in doing anything. It's gonna end. There's nothing you can do. So just try to be a good JW and, And God's gonna fix all these problems that I feel inside until I realized how crazy that was. But yet all those feelings were still there. And through this work, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about life. What's possible is just like growing and growing and growing and growing and growing, like unlimited. And yet it doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is enjoying the ride now. Because if you don't enjoy this moment, you're not gonna enjoy the moment when you get your thing you think you want, right? Because you're gonna be looking again for the next thing. thing. So until we can find that place where we are truly living in the moment, and again, I go back to, this is where allowing yourself to let go of all your memories. You know, uh, Don Juan, uh, Carlos Casas, that's what he said, you know, erase your personal history. Erase your personal history. That's going to mean to you what it means to you, and it's going to mean to me what it means to me. But for me, it means letting go of all the ties to any of it. Everything. Family, friends. I, I could, I, And I'll just I'll share. I, I held on to that story I just shared with you. Oh, yeah. I was a Jehovah's Witness. I went through this hell. I had that trauma. I had, you know, just, you know, the divorce was this bad, and then I did this and then... And then and all of that was like whole I used it to get like sympathy or to try and get that, you know, that connection where people would kind of give me empathy, comfort or empathy, empathy or something, or right? Bebe. So I was cherishing it. Mm. I was cherishing it. It was, it was my way. Mm. And it wasn't until I started to just recognize how that's holding me from moving forward. Right? So sometimes we hold on to our past traumas with as much strength as we can. More so than... Holding on to the positive memories, I,
0: I've been def- I've I've definitely been guilty of holding on to the past because we reminisce about it. It's something that we hold on to because we. It was a good time or it was a bad time, and it was who we were. Right. Whether you were abused as a kid or whether you you had a great time or whatever, you still hold on to it because, like, oh, you know, it's still part of me. How can I let this go? It it was what whatever happened shaped who I am now. Of course, that's a part of me. Why would I ever let it go? Right. But like how we mentioned about, through, and through mindfulness or so, you're aware of that, like this, kind of, this thing, the past, it always holds you back. It because does. that's what the nature of a pa- the past is. It's behind you and it will always pull you back to that space. And
2: if I can, can inject just one thing to think about, too, it's, it's all lies.
0: Mm, because it's in your mind. It's all lies. It's
2: how you created it to be It's how you created it. It wasn't, I mean, you know, we know why they don't trust eyewitnesses in courtrooms. Mm. Because nobody really remembers the truth. It's just
0: all what they thought happened in their mind, but it was never reality. And And what is reality? And you can can
2: play with this. You can play with this as you do in your work sometimes. I saw that guy.
0: He he looked a bit mean. Uh, He he did this. But like the guy's probably, his face is probably like that all the time. You know, like it's just
2: your own interpretation of it, which isn't. And remember this. Right. so so the reason I, I was just saying you can play with this because we project out the future we naturally project out the future what do we base that on experience the past right so whatever color you have shaping your past is going to project out in your thoughts of the future so then both aren't real hmm? both aren't real neither These are real yeah. but as you begin to work with memories as you begin to go in and see them and let go of that energy they change color they change color and you start to see the gift of them. you start to see the beauty of what happened to you you start yes, to see yes, yes, you know
0: because you've changed because and your you, ability to to reinterpret the, that the
2: situation in the moment changed. you begin to change the way you view the past you're yeah. also changing your future right because now you're projecting the future out that way now imagine as you go through that and you see the gift and then you let go of the gift because now it's easier to let go of the gift than it was to let go of the pain, right? right. Gently let go of the gift over time over letting recognizing that it's no longer needed, right? What do you need on your journey? When I left the, the States, I had, you know, before my marriage ended, I had a house and two cars and uh, two kids and a garage full of tools and toys and junk. When I... Left, my wife and I divorced. I gave her the house. I didn't, I just, I was happy to walk away. It was time. And then I still had all this stuff. And then it was time to come to Thailand. And I said, What am I going to do with all this stuff? And I just sold everything. Gave away a lot of stuff, sold stuff. I left. I have back in the States now one plastic bin with pictures and writings and stuff that I don't know if I even care to have anymore either. You know, um, and the only reason, the reason I bring that up is because it helps me to stop sometimes when I'm traveling in this journey to realize I there are so many things I don't need anymore. Mm. We hold on to these memories because we think they keep us safe. This happened to me and I don't want it to happen again. So I'm going to make, project out into the future ways to avoid mm. this happening again. Oh, I got my heart broken and I'll spend five years not even opening myself up to another woman mm. because I'm holding on to that memory to keep me safe. All right. I don't need it. I don't need it. The heartbreak was necessary to shake me up and to let me see something else. Now move on, and move on, and move on. Oh, so imagine as you let go of all those memories, including the ones that you cherish, you've already gotten use out of them, right? Oh, that was nice. That was beautiful. I appreciate it, but I don't need it anymore. I don't need it wow, anymore. Wow, wow, Let's wow. get down to just two suitcases. Right because it's lighter. And then maybe halfway through you go, I actually don't need this suitcase. This is freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's love because you're not gonna, you're not, it, like you were saying, this is, this is how we find that thing. We use the word love and it's a, it's a beautiful and terrible word because it's so confusing. Mm-hmm. Because we, we've come up with so many ways of attaching it to objects or people and misunderstand that it's something totally unknowable we can only again find it through the absence of of resistance to what is so as you're giving up you're gaining you're gaining everything right you're not losing anything but you you think you are because we've been trained Uh, to believe that you are but you're not you're walking into a world that's that you can't know that's true you no longer have to be safe this insecurity is only the feeling of the need to be secure. I'll share with you, Like for me, with nicotine, right? Mm-hmm. Nicotine does this. It builds a feeling in you, a craving, that every time you smoke a cigarette, it takes away. Mm-hmm. And then that craving comes back, and then you smoke a cigarette, and it goes away. Right. When you smoke a cigarette, you're closest to your natural state of being and the further that craving grows, the farther away you are. So what you're really doing is you're creating your own problem and then taking care of it with the cigarette. We're doing this all the time in everything. that every desire you have is creating all the problems in your world. The more things you have, the more problems you have. Well, right? it's, no, 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 no. In a sense. No, you could have everything. You could have everything if you don't attach your identity to it,. So it's the attachment, it's not the, attachment. the thing itself. You, you of could, course. You could be a monk with, a, with a carrying around a, a begging bowl and be attached to that robe.
1: Right.
2: And the color of the robe because it says something within your community. Right. And you're, you're rich with the things of this world. Or you could be driving around whatever car you walked up and said, that shiny car was, looks cool. Let's get it. And you're able to get it and you move on. And if somebody takes it, you move on and you're poor, you're living in real poverty because you're no longer holding anything. You recognize none of this is yours. It's just for you to play with. And if the universe gives you this to play with, you'll play with it. If the universe gives you that to play with, you'll play with it. When I was a kid, my mom used to tell me the story. She could hand me a, a brush, a hairbrush, and I could sit for hours and play with it. Yeah. It became anything I wanted it to be. I was in pure joy, right? My kids, they love the box the gift came in more than a gift, yeah. right? Because they're using their mind to enjoy life. This is how we can live. It doesn't limit you. It unlimits you. It unlimits you. And it, and it creates a space of growing and growing. This love that we're talking about that's unknowable. But shows itself. It manifests around us. Right? The, the deeper relationships. The openness to opportunities that sound fun not because you're going to make money off of it, but wow, that sounds like fun, let's do it, right? Then you're going to, we always hear it, if you do what you love, the money will come, right? If you're not worried about money, it just comes. If you're not worried about women, worried about finding a girl, all of a sudden you're getting all this attention, right? right? But you don't, the, the hard part is to recognize that when I give up my desire, I'll no longer get that little thrill of getting, that pleasure of getting, what I wanted. Yeah. That's okay. Because you move from pleasure into joy. Oh. You move from pleasure into joy, you're no longer seeking. So you're no longer feeling the pain of desire mm. and the reward of pleasure, and the pain of desire, reward of pleasure. And you're, cycle. you're in that natural state of pleasure all the time. Yeah. But you're not attached to it because it's just normal. It's just life. It's not bound by needs it's not bound by I need this to be happy Mm. right because you already there and you didn't choose it you just stop pursuing the opposite you stop telling yourself you couldn't have happiness like you are right now you know this is the whole point of the seeking this fixing there's nothing to fix about you there's nothing I need to fix we're we're perfect and it's a weird way to say it Oh, but no no nobody's perfect right we were taught that lie Everybody's perfect. And if you can see yourself that way and you can see others that way, this person running this story is still perfect. They're in a growing state. They're flowing in some way. They don't even know. You don't know. You can only make assumptions about others. You can never go inside. They're in their own world. You're in your own world. Be that way. Right? And you're not alone, but you are alone. Because if we're all one, then we're all alone. But if we're all one with all inevitable. of this. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 a sense of oh. understanding. And this is why for me that first two years of this this part of my work was trusting aloneness, coming into that aloneness. And now as I branch out more and do more social things, get around people, bring up this stuff, I start to feel these things happening. And it's not a choice I'm not making. I'm just focusing on undoing all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Unlearning you know, I mean, one of the strongest teachings of, in, in most churches, of Christianity, and probably all religions, is it's us against them, mm-hmm. us against them, us against them, and it gives you a fear of the world outside of that that group, right, outside of this community, this family where well, you have to be afraid. It's a lie. This is not true. This is, mm-hmm. this is not reality, right? It's... It, it, This is why you know. I mean, this is the the work is to stop just letting the beliefs happen. Don't fight them. Don't try to replace them. Don't try to contradict them. Mm. No, that's like I I just did, in a sense. When you're going into this, you're just simply trying to understand that none of it's true. Mm. And this is why I was talking about the words. None of the words are true. We're going to communicate. But imagine if you could use your brain to communicate the most honest truth you can and then you can just cut your brain off. Not cut it off, but just let it rest. The same way when you're sitting and you set your hand down, you're no longer using it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you just, you, this is how the brain should work. It shouldn't be running all the time, running out stories. It's not necessary. Um, but it's, its you know, it's, it's only, it's only through going forward with it, right? You just, just keep looking. and—and—and. And, and, Everything I'm saying is mine, my story, the story I'm running. And I'm, I'm getting rid of half of what I'm saying now. I'm hoping it's just going to go away because I know there's something even way better than what I even believe in right now, way better. Even the new beliefs that I'm sort of allowing in at times, I try not to conclude with them and I just say, oh, this is fun for now. I'm going to enjoy this right now and let it go when it's time, right? Because this is something better. And I'll get a little taste of it, I'll get a little taste of it and go, wow. It's not about the feeling. It's not about what I used to call bliss. Mm. Bliss is another feeling, right? In our minds, Mm. it's that, oh, but that's not it either. That's limited, right? That's limited. It's all of it. And my favorite right now, my favorite is what I call glass. Glass is when I feel like I'm made of, like this, something where everything in life is just flowing and running over me, like rain running down the glass is what it feels like with everything. I'm not holding on to anything, I'm not experiencing it, I'm just seeing something, I just don't know what to say about it, right? And that's when you start to say, okay, it's okay not to have words for anything. It's okay to move beyond what can be described with words. Because you have to, and it's the same part with the memories: is allowing yourself to slowly understand that it's okay to let them go. It's okay. It's safe, because there's no such thing as safety. And that's when it's safe, right? There's no, there's no, there's no need to 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 seek anything. I
0: so much to unpack. And it's a simple concept, it's a but mess. it's a very hard thing to, like, to constantly be reminded. To not, like, to to to, to let go, let go, let go, let it go, let go at
2: every moment. Eh? But it's, it becomes a joy. Mm. When you start in it, it, it is a challenge mainly because, if. If you feel the need to start this, it's usually because you have something going on. Right. Right? If yeah. your life is going well, it's unlikely that you're going to go, how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. Right? But when you go through a situation that brings up this stuff, you lose somebody, they die, or a girlfriend breaks up, or whatever it is. You're usually in the hardest place yeah. to begin letting go. But that's where you learn to trust it. Yeah. And then you learn to enjoy the feeling of letting go. Not the feeling of letting go, but the feeling after, let's say. That's the first part that I found. The letting go was hell, but oh my God, after it was over. And it happens like a storm coming through, and then the sun comes out. And you're just like, you're in this state of just peace and then the next day and you think it's over right i might even share this too because there were times where you're like but it's never oh, over. What? it's it will never be over there will always be people coming and going new things and things will always happen and, right? that, and that's the whole point is once you get rid of the heavy lifting you enjoy all the other stuff mm-hmm. you start to enjoy the challenges of facing this and facing that and then when it's gone you, you miss it mm-hmm. right you can't even go back and feel it anymore you can't it's gone mm-hmm. right that old sensation and so you look for new ways. You look for new things. What else is going to challenge this belief that I have? If I can't do it all on my own, I need somebody else to bring up something, and it'll be found because you're you're ready for it. It'll be found without your you. You don't even have to really put effort. You'll get an invite to something, or you'll you'll run into somebody, or somebody will come up and start talking to you, and it'll bring up these things randomly. And it's a this is and you just. Oh, I just want to get away from this person. Oh wait, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, let's see what this feels like as this person is fucking driving me crazy. What does this feel like? Listen to him. Oh, it's his story running. Let him run his story. And then all of a sudden you start to feel more and more ease, right? And it doesn't happen that maybe that quickly in one situation, but as you begin to do this, you start to find that more and more. And then you go, I like peace. I like peace more than I do drama. I like peace more than I do drama. I like peace more than I do drama. right? And so you start to recognize that it's worth this because you get that peace, right? People can do things, they can do whatever they want to do and you're happy for them. That's your story, it's good, right? And and you can remain in your state. You You can remain in your place. You can remain who you are in that moment. And who knows what's possible? But it's, it's it isn't it's, I don't like to say it's not easy because it really becomes very easy. You, you, you find that you, the, the hardest part is at times you want to take a break and nothing works anymore. Alcohol doesn't work anymore. Watching a movie, you're still aware of your body and how you're relating to the movie. But then that becomes a joy too because then you're watching the story as a story and you're watching what comes up in you and you're letting go or you're playing with it or new thoughts are coming up but it's entertainment and you're not escaping from yourself you're continuing the work but you're doing it through fun things when I go I went to a music thing yesterday where we sing together and it was like some of it was like being silly I was just there to experience this not the thing but me what's going on with me how can I allow these feelings to come up how can I... What's making me embarrassed about being... So it's not really? the thing.
0: Like, you didn't go to see the movie. You you went to experience the movie and see what stirs within you. What's happening with me. Which is true for everything. And we right. we forget, like, we think we're going to the concert to see the band. But we're not. We're going there to feel the thing that we feel through this thing that we are experiencing. Right. And if we can apply that to everything now, drinking a cup of tea, hanging out with our friends, yeah. chatting, fucking looking out at the view, enjoying the breeze... These are your concepts, these are your things. And this is why you start
2: to enjoy being aware of who you are all the time. That's all it is. It's learning to be aware of who you are and who you're being and where you're going and what you're doing. And, oh, that happened too. Oh, this too. That comes up. Oh, I feel jealous today. Check that out. But we forget. We forget, we forget this all and, the time. Because we're blaming the world for how we feel. Take ownership. Take ownership of how you feel. Take ownership of your life. And it gets easier and easier to just be who you are. Because now you're no longer worried about what anybody else thinks of you. Now, you, I mean, I'm not at that state. But I get closer and closer with it. And I, I feel it. And it's, and it's just fucking amazing. You know, when we were at the, we did the this thing at the, with the, the Kirtan, the, the, the Diwali celebration this yeah. weekend. I was shaking on my insides. Mm. I was just anxious with all these people I didn't know. And they started doing the music and I saw people get up and dance and I wanted to get up and dance and I was scared. I was just full of this sick stomach. So I got up and I found a little place in the back and I just started to move. Okay, I could do this without anybody you know, really seeing me. I'm not in it. And then something just moved me right to the front. And at that point, I just felt that energy in my stomach and I just danced it. Like I was at an ecstatic dance, just kind of closed my eyes and just, and within about, I don't know, I don't even know when. All I know is when, when it was over, I was, that feeling was gone and I was high. I had released it just by being in the experience, right? And this is what I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning how to do this, learning to not be afraid of crying in front of people or whatever's going to come up, fucking let it come up. If they don't like it, that's in their movie. If they don't understand it, that's in their movie. If they care, if they, whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? It's 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 what it is, and I'm not going to hide it anymore. I want to be free to be me, right? One of the reasons I loved alcohol was growing up with all that fear. I also just, you know, interject something that I think had some play. I I was the youngest of four sons. My dad left when I was five, so I had my mom, single mom, and three older brothers. And my three older brothers loved me, but they also loved to tease me constantly, especially the two in the middle and so I grew up with this constant being made fun of yeah. right it was kids yeah. there's no blame but I'm just saying this is, this is where I was coming from and then one day I, so I, was, I was pretty shy and kind of withdrawn and then one day I started drinking alcohol and this whole other thing came out you unleashed a beast I became now. fun and crazy and that was a, always within you it right? was always within Jekyll and it. Hyde and it's there it's still there it's always there it's still there yeah. and I want to live it But now, now to live it is not to live it through alcohol where I make stupid decisions and end up going to jail or getting arrested or hurting somebody or sleeping with some girl that I shouldn't, that I have no feelings for, you know, regrets in the morning or whatever. But instead, to have that same freedom, but to be able to use wisdom at the same time. And it's there. It's always, like you said, it's always there, right? But what, what it does is alcohol removes the inhibitions. Well, what are the inhibitions but memories? They're just the memories, the emotional memories tied in. And one thing, you know, just to go further into the letting go a little bit was, in speaking of this, is that the memories are stored in your body in energy, right? Not in thoughts. The memories are stored in your body as a color, like a, a, an energy mm-hmm. field, right? So if you can relieve a certain level of energy behind any, Let's just use the names of feelings, but they're all crossed over, and there's no real such thing as just fear, or, you know, or jealousy. Everything's tied together. But if you get rid of some of that, and if you allow some of that energy to be released, oh, I lost myself. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> if you allow some of that energy to be released, oh, yeah, I lost where I was going with that. I went too far into details. on That <laughs> That happens to me all the time when I'm when I'm when I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. We were talking, I was talking about David Hawkins' book, and there, oh, that's it. If you if you allow a certain level of that energy to be released, one emotion is worth a million words, a million thoughts. See, this is where going into the emotion of feelings is so much quicker than trying to analyze. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're, the more time you spend trying to analyze yourself, trying to accumulate knowledge about your past or about what you're doing now, the more time you're just wasting. The more time you're wasting because guess what? You have to, in order to, to gain knowledge of yourself from the past, you have to include everything that's happening while you're gaining that knowledge because all that stuff is happening too. So you're never ever gonna to get to the end. Whereas if you can focus most of your attention on that energy in your body, on those feelings, those thoughts never come. Those thoughts never come. You don't have to fight the thoughts. You don't have to stop the thoughts. Can you say that again? Okay. This energy is stored in your body, Mm. right? Because it's repressed feelings. They were pushed down. They were not felt. Mm. And what that feeling is doing is it's, it's creating thoughts to match the feeling from your brain. Right, so because tr- you're trying to rationalize you're it, you're trying to right? rationalize it to understand okay. it, to get away from it. So I feel something. Right? So you feel something, and you don't want to feel it because you're making a judgment it. against it. It's uncomfortable. It's unco- and your brain's going, "Well, this is it this is why, this is why, this is why, this is mm-hmm. why, and that's why." And this is running, and it starts the story running, and then it's feeding that same feeling again with, with the judgment your With mind. the judgment is is enhancing that energy, in a negative, right? Mm-hmm. But if you just go to that feeling and you just allow it, and you don't try to figure out what it is you don't try to name it you don't try to identify anything other than the sensation that it is and you allow it and sometimes it it helps to use one thought and then let that thought kind of go into the energy Mm -hmm. and then stop thinking about it and go focus back awareness on your body where it is where it is where it is it'll burn itself out and once it's gone all the thoughts that were gonna be thought by that never exist. never exist they never come up. And the more you do this work, the less busy your brain gets because it's no longer trying to figure out. You know, when you're in a pleasurable situation, you don't try to figure out why you're having fun. You just are. You just are Intent, until yeah. until it's ending or until something distracts you from what you're feeling, mm. right? Or brings attention to it. So the the time when your brain is most busy is when you have a problem. When you have this emotional disturbance, this feeling inside of you that's causing this mm. these thoughts. <laughs> So the more you work through those feelings in whatever way you want to do it, but the only way, really in my mind, is to just digest them. Digest them the same way you would eat food. If, what if you ate food and you didn't like the taste so you shoved it down in your lungs? Well, what would happen to that food? It would putrefy, right? It would putrefy and when it, eventually it's gonna kill you or you're gonna to have to get it out. Well, this is what we've done with these emotions. They're putrefied. And we have to let it. They're going to feel bad. They're going to hurt. Okay. It's okay. Pain is not wrong. Mm -hmm. Unhappiness is not wrong. Right? If you bring awareness to it, you start to understand. It's okay to feel anything. It's okay. Let me do it. And it's okay. You know, for me, I like the private space for a lot of it, mainly because, whatever reason, yeah, all those other. Millions of reasons why I don't want to just break down and start having a bawling cry in front of a group of people having a good time. But at the same time, you can start to feel everything even when you're in places of public and not be afraid of it. Because that's the only thing you're afraid of. You're only afraid of your own fear. Right? You're afraid of beating yourself up. You're afraid of if I make a mistake, I'm going to be so hard on myself. If you can let go of that judgment by recognizing that everything I feel and everything I do is okay, man, you can walk in this world with love and your heart wide open and nobody's gonna hurt you because nobody can hurt you. Right? If you're building it as confidence and pride, you're gonna always be on defense, but you can find comfort in life. Just be, you know, we always like to say, oh, that person seems very comfortable in their skin. That's how to live. You're comfortable with what is. Even if it's not, because you don't need it anymore. You don't need that that perfect situation. Because this, this is the perfect situation.
0: And you can sense that kind of thing in someone when they walk into a room. And they are completely just, they are so comfortable in their own body. They don't have anything to prove. They're not wearing anything shiny or new. You know, it's just them being their true, the truest, authentic self, and just walking in. I have nothing, but I have everything. Exactly. And the more you seek, the less you have. Yes. And this is with everything. And that is the that is something I'm sort of dealing with right now. Like we all are. I remember I told you at the pool. I was just like, I'm fine. I'm looking for something, and I can't find it, and it's
2: driving me nuts. And this is you have it. Everything you ever wanted is inside of you. Everything you ever wanted is inside of you. And
0: And I found that out. The first day when I when I met Jackson and Craig for for dinner and I was talking about how I needed to I was searching for something and they and they said like you know, the more you search the more you can't find and, and you have it all along. And they already told me this answer day one. Yeah. And yeah. like it's been like how many weeks already? And like, here right. yeah, I'm talking to you. Right. Same answer.
2: It comes well this is this is this is why we you know again, this is why these conversations are valuable, this communication is valuable, is because it's pointing in a direction. You you but you can't the thing about all of it is you can't understand any of it until you've experienced it, yeah. right? You can read it, you can quote it, you can post it on the wall, you can do all these things, but until you understand it, you can't. I mean, until you've experienced it, like, or you know what it's saying, really know, you can't understand it. And then once you do, you no longer feel the need to talk about it, right? But you share it at times because you know it's it's helpful but you don't need to, right? You don't, there's no need to prove anything or impress people or convince people of your thoughts because they are exactly where they are and you're, you're happy with them. And if they say, hey, well, what do you think about this? Then you share what you think or what you experienced, right? And recognize that they can't hear you. All they can hear is vibrations going in and their brain's calculating it and putting it- Sounds in the wind. Sounds in the wind and their brain is taking it and moving it into a shape and it's that makes sense into, to them. That fits in their puzzle. Yeah right inside their brain. right. And if they follow that into a direction, then maybe it'll help them. If they don't, maybe they're better off without it. You don't know, right? Sometimes we get, you know, we try to protect people or save people or help people, and it's really not for their benefit, mm. right? So just, just let people be, let people enjoy their lives. Let them run their thing, and if they enjoy drama, then let them enjoy their drama, right? And if you can recognize that it's just their movie going on, you can be around anybody. And they can be in whatever state they want to be. But you have the opportunity to help bring them into the present all the time. Keep bringing them into the present. Let them run their drama a little bit. Don't buy into it. Don't try to fix it. But the only way, I, I, and I'll share this from my, my own personal experience or view of it, is that when someone says something and it starts to bother me, then I try to fix them. And the reason why I'm trying to fix them is because I want to feel better. And you're trying to fix yourself as well. I just want to feel better. And this conversation is making me uncomfortable. Now, what if I can just sit here and allow you to be you and not feel any discomfort? Then I can be free to, to, to really respond to you in a way that is bringing you back to this moment. Not intentional, not like I'm going to fix you, but let's enjoy this conversation because guess what? We're having a cup of tea. Man, this tea is good. Right? What do you want to do? What, what could, let's go do something. What next? What now? Mm. Right? And what, if we can do that, people will find peace when they're around you. Because you're helping them to come out of their drama. Mm. Right? We're not. And I'm not saying to be calloused and not listen when somebody's going through something. But most people run those stories over and over and over and over it's again. Stuck in their every, own minds? Are... Yeah. Every person who listens to them, they're sharing the same story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So are they getting any real comfort from this? No. They're, They're falling back on their own, like... And, we're, and when we get into those conversations and get too involved with it, and... Yeah, we're, but we're, they've we're, already made up their mind, we're, right? We're, we're, There's no battling it. Right, what we're doing is, is what is that codependent almost, right, right. right? We're kind of letting it be. But if we can step back and get closer, because that's what we're doing, right? Once we step back from their story, we're getting closer and closer and closer to them as a person. Because we're no longer listening to their story as real. It's just their story. And underneath that is this beautiful being, right? This beautiful entity of love and light and whatever are the words we like to use to, to make our spiritual fancy dictionary glow. Um, but they're this, right? And how can we make this moment enjoyable for this person? They're not enjoying this conversation. What would they enjoy? Something fun. And guess what? If you can help people to come out, you're changing structure of their brain without trying you're bringing them into peace without any effort because you're just bringing them into the moment into what we're doing now and where we are and you're bringing relief and it's that's love manifested for the person not for the story right and this is why we can't i mean one of the things i started to recognize was that you know right so, so we know in our brains we're taking all of this in Right? The whole universe, everything we know about it, everything we see, everything is coming into this mind and creating images. So everybody around you is an image, it's not a real person. The real person is there, but what you, you can't see it. You can't see the real person, but if you know it's there and you know that that image is just you. That image is you, because guess where it is? It's inside your mind, right? You can love all of it. And this is why there's no way to love an individual exclusively. Love is either totally inclusive, unconditional, or it's not love. It might be a manifestation of a part of love, or a, right? We, we're going to get that. But it's not that thing that is so pure and unknowable until it's for everyone and everything. And then it's all yours. Then it's all yours, your whole universe is that. But all you're loving inside your universe is the one you're creating inside your mind. Because you can't actually go beyond that. Not in this story, not in this story. And as far as I know, I mean, I've never lived beyond the story, so I can't. I can guess at what it might be like, or something like that. But where I am now, this is how I understand it. I'm looking at you, and I know you're an image in my mind. Right, which is so trippy. Like, but it's simple. It simplifies forgiving. You're not forgiving somebody. You're forgiving the image inside your mind, so right. that you can feel peace. You're letting go of all this stuff that you carried because all you're doing is you are you, playing inside your own world. Yeah. You're creating your own drama.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? No one has ever done anything to you. You do everything to yourself. Well this is it. Like, say for instance, you know, for me I, I, I use this should use it. The image that I have of, of people in my past, I'm not forgiving those people. I'm not forgiving them, I'm forgiving the image because I know that image is me. Ah. And then guess what happens? Once you forgive the image in your mind, when you see that person, that's the way your story's gonna play out, right? So you don't have to forgive the person but you're gonna play out that part because that's what you've done with the image inside your own mind, Mm. right? And what if you can do that with every image in your mind with love? What if you can love all these images these things, everything. Then that's how you're gonna play your story out. That's how you're gonna live, from a space of love. And that's why you can't love yourself until you love everything. And you can't love everything until you love yourself because it's all one thing. It's your own fucking universe. You are the universe. You're the God inside of this universe. We're all the God inside this universe. We're just sharing space and that space is, is light and inside the space of light, we're connected because we're just made of light. There's no space. You know, if if there was not light here, we would see this cup, right? So that light is there and that light is here. So where's the space actually between us? There is no such thing. We're made of light, we're made of energy, right? This is made of energy, that's made of energy. It's, This is fun, right? This is the fun part. We're part of all of this. Then when somebody else is happy, you can be happy for them. And when somebody else gets what they think they wanted, you can be happy for them. Because you're no longer separate from what they're enjoying. And when you meet somebody and they're in pain, you can feel that with them. You can open that space and be together with them through their pain. And it doesn't mean that you have to absorb it it just means that you allow it because it's part of you but you also know and you've been because you've been through the work of allowing these emotions to flow that this is going to pass right at my last eye of ceremony one of the things that came to me and this is one that's very very deep um i, I realized that the thing that stands between me and compassion is desire The thing that stands between me and compassion, true compassion for others, is my desires. And for that, I want to let go of my desires. Because I want to be able to be truly compassionate for others. And I think at the same time, it's being compassionate for your own story, your own self. Again, the compassion is for the images within me. So it's a blessing to love your enemies is a blessing for yourself. Beautifully... Desire is suffering, right, in Buddhism. Desire is suffering. And yet we think we need it to get what we want. And that's the illusion. Mm. You don't need it to get what you want. You already have it. You already have it. You have the feeling of that new car already. Mm. You're just projecting it out on that object.
0: And you're giving that responsibility to that thing. To the thing. Unless I get a new phone, I won't be happy.
2: But you can be happy. You already are. So if I gave you that phone, then now the phone is responsible for your happiness. That's ridiculous. And it it loses its value because tomorrow a new phone comes out that replaces it as a new design. And we're trapped in that loop. We're trapped in that loop as long as we believe in it. As long as we believe in it. So we unlearn. We unlearn. We unlearn this story, this whole myth. Mm -hmm. Once a myth is disproved, it has no power. There's no power, yeah. And this this is why I talking about blessings. When I look back at the the years as a Jehovah's Witness, man, I learned so much from it now. What a gift. I know what it feels like to watch a whole paradigm of a world, view of the world, crumble. Mm. And I know there's more to go. But I'm not afraid of it because I survived it, and I'll keep going through it again, and it'll happen again and again and again until this belief that there is something, right? This whole system of beliefs can crumble on its own and I can see what this is about. So
0: interesting and I feel like through your experience of being a uh, part of that circle and I've, I'm sure everybody who's lived a, a life worth living has gone through a certain sense of loss certain sense of uh, a loss of like identity a loss of your whole your whole belief your whole world is crumbled because of a concept that you held on to and, and once that is Gone. You don't know who you are anymore because it's all tied to that concept. What you,
2: what you have to recognize is that those are those are the most important moments in your life to move in the direction that you want to go. Because you rebuild. Well, the thing is, is that what most of us do, you know, is we when we lose that, we look for something else. Okay. And that is the problem. We 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 let like go of one thing that made us feel secure because it's no longer fashionable or no longer fits, and then we. We can easily find ourselves looking for something else. Maybe a different religion or maybe some other group. Maybe to fill the, the void To get, fill the void that is right. happiness. The void is where the peace is. Right? right? Don't stop. Don't stop. I, and this came from me. You know, when I left, when I left the Witnesses and I moved to Thailand, what do you think the first thing I started thinking was? Well, now I'm letting go of all that belief. And it's here I am. One. Buddhism right started going to meditation started doing things but I I was very fortunate to come across a book that helped me to to recognize that there's no authority it's the rejection of all authority that brings you the peace and it, and it, and it kind of broke down some of the you know what happens in, in every organized religion in every organized form of spirituality or going beyond that in in, in any political system or all of these things we're just looking for somebody else to take our responsibility and I want full responsibility Wow. I want full responsibility from where I'm going because that's the only way to find or to to be
0: if you say like uh, you know I'm in God's hands if you follow a religion and if it's meant to be oh it's because God wanted it so I accept you are pushing so if anything bad happens it's god's fault right if anything good happens it's it's oh it's god's it's god's will
2: exactly so then then you're just being pushed around well you you're just you're, you're again trying to not face you're reality. a victim of
0: fate yeah
2: yeah you're whatever big- the
0: wind takes you you go and right then, and then you you have no control but you also don't in reality you don't have any control well that's the whole
2: point. We don't have control You're of anything. Doing you do and not Yeah. But what we, I think what it is is that we, we want that safety. We, well, it's not even the safety. It's really like like I was saying before about. It's an illusion. Our greatest fear is losing our identity. Yeah. Losing our identity is death. Death. Death of the ego, death De- of the self. Death. Well, or physical death. Right. right. So, so that death is our fear, and that's the thing we're going for. Right. To lose that identity is the whole whole thing. To let it go. Mm. Right? And you must what? You must. And, and it means having no ground. Yeah. Having no way of knowing where you're going. Right? Mm-hmm. See, we, we seek out people. What? Why do you pick a religion? Because they promise you if you follow this course and of action, you're going to get this reward, this result. This guy. You know, he meditates this way. If you follow this meditation, this is what you're going to experience. This guy, if you do this yoga, you're going to experience this. So you already feel confident of what you're going to get. Right? And this is the illusion. This is the, the trap that we fall into. Seeking some experience and finding a method to get that experience. I if I do this, I'll get this. If I do this, I'll get this. Whereas true freedom says, I already have it. I already have it, all I need to do is just live, each moment, right? There is no security, there's no goal, there's no end. You're not trying to achieve anything, you're not trying to find anything. It's already there, right? You're just here to experience life, love, joy, pleasures, passing through, this whole thing. Quit trying to find it, you already have it, right? And you know this inside, but yet the stories run, and the stories run, and the stories run, and you have that too. Why not play with it a little bit, right? Until it's no longer fun, and that's the whole key. Is you want to? I mean, how long do you want to play a game? You usually play a game until it's not fun anymore, right? When you were a kid, this video game would come along, you'd play it and play it and play. It. it was a blast, and all of a sudden, uh, it's just starting to get boring. I'll still do it. And then after a little while, you just don't even put it in anymore. And that's the game of life. That's the game of this story that we're playing. As you start to recognize less and less of this actually means anything less, this this oh, that really doesn't mean, that doesn't really mean, why am I playing this game? And then you can start looking for the next game, right? And that game, and that game, and what is this game? The game, real game of life is that open freedom. When you get to that game, it's not about what you do, it's not about where you've been, who you know, what you own. It's about who you're being from one moment to the next. And we know that, you know, I think one of the fears that I faced as I started to go into some of the letting go more of the stories or letting go more of the identities is, 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 is the fear that I'm going to be a bad person. If I don't have these structure, this conscience, these rules. Well, I am. That's in me. I don't have to be afraid of it because I know when I'm not in pain, I'm a great person. I'm kind. I'm loving. Not because I have to be, but because that's just naturally what's coming on of me. It's only the pain of trying, that I'm trying to get away from that makes me do these things. You know, There's a quote by Oscar Wilde. He says, uh, and I'm not going to quote it exact, but to, to paraphrase, he says, When I'm good, I'm rarely happy. But when I'm happy, I'm always good. When I'm trying to be good, I'm never happy. But if I'm just happy, I'm gonna be a good person. So I don't have to try to be a good person. I don't have to have these rules. I don't need a law that says not to kill people. Or a conscience that says not to kill people, right? That's just naturally, if you're happy, you're not gonna hurt anybody. You're not gonna seek, right, to to disturb their peace. You're going to just always be doing what's... That's why, you know, Augustine said, love and do what I will. That's what it means. Once you find that space, you can trust yourself completely. You don't need the rules. You don't need the conscience or the Ten Commandments or the... You know, uh, uh, George Carlin, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen... Uh,
0: Ten Commandments.
2: Yeah, the Ten Commandments. Just don't be a dick, right? And you're not going to be. Yeah. Because you're happy, Right? You're happy, and I mean, and happy people are, and I don't even like to use that word so much, happy, because it's, it's, a, it's a byproduct of what you really are. Happiness is just a byproduct of being mm. in a state of, you know, yes. right, of, of non-disturbance. Mm. And all the disturbance is is, is the bullshit. You know, every, all the bullshit is just old beliefs that you didn't even decide upon yourself. Most of what we believe, if not, well, all of it, is second hand. Conditioning is Conditioning. Yeah. Other people's stories. The stories, you know, the strongest are obviously going to be the early years where you were learning language and associating symbols Trying to make and sense meaning, of the world. And you were trained through punishment and reward. Right? Constantly. And then taught to compare and compete. Right? This is our education system. Education society. system. Everything is about that. Um, so that's there but you don't have to believe it you don't have to believe that it's real or that it's right and you don't have to disbelieve it but at least question it at least question every single thing that crosses your mind every choice you make take a moment and just consider why you're making that choice Is it
0: really truly your choice? No. Sometimes you just say yes and no to things just because you think, like, like, oh, I can't say no to
2: this, of course, yeah. Well, I mean, it goes it goes deep. Everything that you think you want, everything you think you want is based upon domestication, conditioning. You were told what was good, what was bad, you were told what was bad. Bu- I mean, I think a beautiful way of, of recognizing this is say, for instance, when we look at what we think is a beautiful woman, right, the the majority of the world is based upon a certain image, mm. but if you go back to the fifteenth century and you look at the paintings, yeah. they were all voluptuous women. And different cultures, you know, the the those
0: those are the long necks or whatever that's considered beauty. Exactly, and, it's just and what you can perceive it to be. That's
2: it. So, did you make that choice? Uh, no. This is why the choiceless awareness. When you start to recognize it, none of your choices are actually yours. Interesting. So just be aware. There's no need to ch- choose and life will happen. That's the part that people think, I did. I started to feel, because because I was spending more and more time just like going through this work and, and alone and feeling like at times no motivation to do anything, no desire to do anything. But as this goes away, I start to feel that freedom as that fear leaves, as that fear subsides, or that fear becomes less important to you or less fearful because you're not longer afraid of the fear that that you might have you start to want to do things just for fun right it's not about escaping it's not about oh i want to go i need i need to go out because i don't want to be home right it's that sounds interesting i'm going to go check it out right that sounds interesting i'm going to go check it out and if there's nothing that sounds interesting i'm going to sit here and relax i'm going to let my body just really rest look at a cat i mean cats they spend probably 80% of their day just relaxing. Some of it sleeping, some of it just watching. And then when they're ready, they're all around doing anything. Cats
0: are the most enlightened beings in this whole world. Eh? And there was this there was a little story about how like a cat will sit there and then like if he the cat saw the dog, like like a dog saw the cat and it ran towards the cat, right? right? And the cat just stood there. And it, and it stood there and then the dog ran so close, uh, maybe like a meter away, almost right. reaching it. And then the dog stopped and like, okay, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And the cat didn't even flinch. Right. Because there was no point. Yeah. Like because the fear hasn't reached the cat yet. Right. The, the cat will only react when something has happened. But for you to like, oh no, the dog's coming, I need to run, I need, all oh, my mind's freaking out, you know. Right. Cats are so enlightened.
2: Yeah, and yeah. we could be, this we can live like, I, 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 mean, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm fascinated at times when things happen and I feel nothing, it's like it didn't happen. I mean, like, uh, you know, I used to be one of those drivers, man. People cut me off and you just get that. Argh. It happens sometimes and it's, it's like no different than passing a, the tree on the side of the road, right? I mean, it's a good example for me to, for me to relate to. Um, and it's like that with other things. People say things and you just like, you're aware that there's no feeling there's no reaction right? You're just part of the
0: just, just part of the whole thing it's just part of the whole thing yeah.
2: right this person's just this person yeah. and then you can love this person not because they deserve it but that's who you are right and one of the beautiful David Hawkins wrote another book called power vs. force very beautiful book because he, he he helps you to kind of just visualize that power is something that draws everything to you force is something you're always pushing out against things Trying to f- f- fix it, trying to make it do what you want it to do. Whereas if you, if you develop your own inner power, which is all of this is about, it's that inner power, that stableness, that, mm-hmm. right, that, that, whatever words, you know, Xan or you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying, that, that state, it's going to just come to you. That's why you don't have to desire to get what you want. You just have to take care of this thing that it you is are. Me. And you grow in power, more and more power, more and more energy because you're not using that energy up, wasting time, distracting yourself, wasting energy on fear, wasting energy on trying to solve problems all the time. Right. You're just living it, and you're responding to life. And if you respond to life, just to go into, into an area that I think most of us are familiar, is procrastination. How much energy is wasted in procrastination? Right, mm-hmm. All that energy of knowing you need to do something, and waiting to do it. That whole time you've been wasting energy mm. because you've been thinking about it, resisting it, not which, stepping into which it. Which takes energy. Which, which requires a tremendous no, amount of
0: energy. There's no progress.
2: Whereas if you respond to life, when it comes, you do it. And it's done. Guess what? You just keep moving on. Don't stop and think about it. Don't stop and weigh, when do I want to do it? When it's there, you respond to it, right? right? and you'll progress you'll procrastinate less and less you don't fix you're not trying to fix procrastination but that's a side result that just starts to happen you just start to do things and and you're like holy shit i'm doing this i didn't think about it i didn't put space between idea and action see i the, the space between idea and action is where all of our fixation with time and fear and all of that is at now imagine if you were living every constantly as soon as you thought something or as soon as something came up, you just did it. Doom, 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 doom. That's responding to life. You're fully responding. Doom, 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 doom. And life's just going to keep happening. Man, new things are going to be coming along all the time. New, new opportunities, new friends, new feelings. You know, So many things. So it's, it, it, it's the illusion of I need to be trying to do this is what I'm talking about. I need to be trying to fix this. I think for me personally, my, my impression is, or my current opinion, current thing is, if I fix me, not fix me, but if I, yeah, call it myself on that one, if I do this process of letting go, everything else will work itself out and I'm seeing it happen without, without doing any effort to make anything happen, it's just starting to happen more and more and more. And I think that's all what people are talking about when they talk about manifesting. But the problem is is they're putting it, they're feeding people an idea that if you desire this thing and then you put enough belief into it and all this stuff. But you're trying to trick yourself and your brain knows you're tricking yourself. The brain's not stupid. Right? You can't, you can't, it's why it doesn't work for most people. Right? You have to have experienced that level of things happening before you realize what it means. And then it just happens, right? And it happens because it's time for that to happen, not because you've done it, right? You, you do manifest, but you, and you can intentionally manifest. I'm not saying you can't. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit somebody else's story, but from my experience, this is what I'm seeing. Then it's just happening. Things are opening up, and, and you can look back a little bit and go, wow that's a trip that's a trip because that just happened I just thought about it and sometimes it's like that sometimes it's a little ways whatever but I didn't need it to happen anymore and so it's just gravy because I'm feeling better every day right and I'm, I want to get past even that like, like I, I was this morning you know I have a little phrase I picked up from uh, Silva I uh, can't remember his first name but he's got the methods. But one of the things is in one of his meditations, he, at the end of the meditation, you just say better and better and better. And I, and I, I like the phrase because it kind of builds in me this: yeah, my life is getting better and better and better. But this morning, I was considering the fact that that's a phrase that is bringing in memories of the past again, because it's using a comparison: today's better than yesterday, right? How much more can I let go of? How much further can I go? And what what is it what happens at that point is just exciting? I need to take a moment. Yeah. All right. You good for a little more what time is it?
0: It is. It's been two hours. Two hours. <laughs> I I got a lunch to get to okay. later, but I'm happy to listen. We can sort of wrap things up.
2: Yeah, I think we're. I think we. we yeah. We followed some I f- some rabbit rabbits through some holes today. Yeah, dude. Right? Like
0: there were so many concepts that. Were touched on, you know, barely even dived into, and then. I was just like contemplating and thinking, and then like before I could really fully grasp something, something else moved on, and I was like. There's so much uh, there's, there's a lot of things to digest and. Very insightful, I I love this conversation.
2: Yeah, I, I this is. I mean, it's, it's fun. fun.
0: It, it is I, fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's... it's like it's. Uh,
2: it, it reminds me, like we, you know, it's hard for me now. It becomes more and more hard for me to talk about other, like the other stuff. Because it, it doesn't. It's just stories. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just stories. Yes, it's it's like well, stories. It's like talking about movies all day long. Yeah. Because that's all they're doing. Even though it's the people think is their real life? It's because just their
0: story. Be, because the the people like to say they complain about something. Oh, you know, the weather's hot. My boss did this to me. Like what? It doesn't even fucking matter, man. In the grand scale of things that small little guy that cut you off on the street shouldn't even be, a shouldn't even hold any place in your right. thoughts, you know? When you realize, when you, and, and it comes from mindfulness and it comes from an understanding of the world and looking at the bigger picture, looking at how, how big everything is yeah. and all you can do is focus and hold on to that guy that cut you off for yeah. the whole day, yeah. maybe even the whole week, and then like, you're sitting on your couch, you're at, you're at your desk, like. Oh, I wish I could have just like uh, flipped him off or something. Like you're still
2: holding on to that. I I was in Koh I was in Koh and I was heading to the airport and I I booked a taxi. And the taxi driver cut off this guy on a motorbike. And the guy started yelling, cursing I could hear him behind us. And we're driving and I could just feel his presence. He rode behind us for 20 minutes. And as we turned left at, at some point and he went straight, he yelled out, Fuck you! This guy was carrying that energy with him, this anger for that whole ride behind us. And I could actually feel it. I didn't even look back. I knew he was still behind us. I could just feel it. And the moment he yelled it, it was like I could feel it gone. And I just, it, I mean, I, I don't mean to laugh about it, but it was funny to me. It's funny. It was funny to me because I was just like, "How you know, because it's sad. It's, it's sad, it's but, sad it's but it's also silly. Not, it's a comedy. So silly.
0: It's like a, it's a comedy. You know when a child throws a, t- a tantrum or or like, it seems like, oh, you don't, you don't know, you don't seem to know, you know what I mean? Like say if a child is angry that like, oh, go to bed, but I don't want to, and he makes a fuss, or, or he's just whatever, like the, the, you're right. an adolescent, you're not aware of certain things. Right. So it feels like that where a child is like upset because he doesn't yeah. know himself. Yes. He doesn't know what to feel like, I'm right. hungry, but I don't know how to express myself. Wah, you know, right. and, 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 and it feels, and when you look at that from a place of knowing, not that to claim that I know anything, I don't know anything, but from what I know right. when I see that behavior and I can like, ah, you know, he just doesn't know, he's yeah. just a baby. You yeah. Know? And I'm not saying that the guy's a baby. I know what you mean. But like at that, like you're so young, your, your mind is so undeveloped yet that you don't know what is. Right. And for you to, 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 you know, that becomes your whole day, that becomes your whole persona. How can, you know, like there's something
2: bigger yeah well the thing is, is this is this is comes back to that energy he's he, he this guy is angry inside and he's looking to project it yes and he finds it and he'll find it and he'll find it and he'll find it until he finds a way to 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 deal with it and take responsibility for it yeah because it will come back to him you'll find right? it he holds on it of course so he'll have it you'll fu- you'll, you'll be looking because you're, you're seeing the world from a place of anger you're gonna yeah. see all these opportunities everything to get everything angry. if you're a hammer Everything becomes nil, right? Exactly. Beautiful. And 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 if you,
0: it's not personal. It's nothing personal. It was never you. It was never the driver. It's him, right? Because he's an angry person. Anything can piss him off. Like some guy. He look at it like he doesn't look like. uh, He's looking at me funny. I don't. I've decided that I don't like him anymore. So the guy did nothing to him, but the angry guy has has now decided, I don't like you for whatever reason that he's decided. So you can't get away from that. No. And it's nothing personal, like, like I said, because exactly. when someone pisses you off, someone bumps into you, you know that like, he doesn't mean it, he just, it just you were just there at that time. Okay. You, you, and, you, and you can do two things, right? You can fight back and reinforce his, his idea of the world. Oh, you see, the world is, after all, a hateful place, but this right. guy want to fight, fight me, ma. Or you take it and you ground it. Right. Right. You take that energy because feelings, it's energy, right? And you ground it because you have the ability to do that. Right? You, you are capable, you have an understanding of things, and you can use that and you just divert it right. back into the ground, not to someone else. Because if right. I hold on to his anger, oh, the guy flipped me off, you know what, fuck, you know, and I go to work and I, 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 my colleague pisses right. me off and I go, hey, bro, like, fuck, you right. didn't do your work. Now I carry that to someone else. That's also not the right way to do it. So it's up to me and my ability to send it to the ground.
2: Yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. It's well presented. I like, I, I had a, um, it's an interesting little story that came in my, in my journey up. You know, we, this and this is this pertain to exactly what you said, not taking it personal. But the, the training is, is done through not taking praise or criticism personally. Right? Yes. neither neither yes yes. right yes. because as long as you're relying upon other people to build you to make you feel good they're gonna make you feel bad you let right? go of the
0: good you let go of the bad you
2: let go of the good and I, I had a dog when I was younger when I was about 21 Sounds 22 like a sad story no not his, he was the great, the coolest dog I ever He was a little rat terrier his name was Ruach which is Hebrew for spirit because he was just this high super high energy dog running around all the time until one day I don't know, by chance, i get up and have coffee every day. I gave him some coffee. He drank it, and he went and sat in the window for like two or three hours, just chilled out. And after that, every time I had had my coffee, he'd go crazy wanting coffee. So every day he had coffee with me. And he would go, and that would be his quiet time. He'd drink the coffee, and it would do something to his nervous system that would calm him or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's similar to what, what ADHD, right? Don't they give him something that's... It's actually a stimulant because it seems to calm. Right. So he loved coffee and all I had to do was say the word coffee and he would go crazy. Right? He would be jumping around and barking and yelling at me to, to give him his coffee. But Ruach hated taking a bath. He hated being put in the tub and you know, if I said the word bath, he would shrink down to about a third of his size. And I thought it was fun to say, Ruach, you want some coffee? And he'd get all excited. Or oh, do you want to take a bath? And he would shrink. And i say, You want some coffee? Or oh, you want to take a bath? And he would, he would just constantly react, 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 react to his words. And this is what we do when we give that power to other people. When we allow other people's words, compliments to make us feel great, criticism to make us feel bad, right? We, we're always reacting to their words. We have no control. We have no life, right? So it's, it's just a, it's a funny thing, but you know, because. I always heard don't take it personal as meaning not to take the negative stuff personal. I'd never reflected on this part positive of, as well. The compliments or the, the praise yeah. and all that. Stop I mean look at look at like the, the celebrities. Right.
0: You think that they are but we worship them but they need us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like without yeah. the audience, right? The the without the people watching this, this celebrity. And now if like they become washed up or whatever, then they, they can't go back to normal life because right. they've so used to that praise that they can't live a normal life. Right. And that in turn becomes their hell. Yeah. So it's the irony of that. Which yeah. we, again, they hold on to that praise, right? Right. Oh you're so handsome. oh you're so great, you're such a good actor, you're such a He's good this re-
2: award or whatever. next award. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean we and we all are caught in it to a certain level. And that was the whole training. Right? That was the whole training it's when we were the kids. The praise the mind. and the, Right, the pain and because the, it's control, so what? Right, they want to control you.
0: They want you to fit in. Right, this. oh, you did the thing that I wanted you to do. Good job, That's good it. job, Tommy. T- That's exactly t- it.
2: You know, and when when you be your real self, they punish you. Yeah, because right? it's not. We don't want this. We don't want this behavior. And they're big. You know, fit in line. You know? They're big. They're much bigger than us. Yeah, and and you don't know. Well, not only do not know, but you know that if your mother doesn't feed you, you're gonna starve. Yeah, so you have to do what she wants, right? And you, you these are all tied into this. I mean. You know, um, understanding that you're safe on your own is a big step for a lot of people, right? Especially people that have had like abandonment issues in their childhood. It's, it's that coming to the realization that I can manage my life is a big step, right? That I don't need anybody. I think on some, on some level, everybody feels abandonment, and it it comes in
0: different ways. Say so, say for you, maybe it was uh, okay. Maybe it was a parent, it was a loved one. It was a relationship, it was a religion, it could be anything. Your dog died, you know. Death will teach you something. And when you realize that, like, you can only count on yourself, like, you need to be able to trust yourself, you need to be able to rely on yourself. And if you can't at that point, for whatever reason, finance or physical or whatever, then you need to strive towards something that enables you to
2: become that person that you want to be. And that's also how you take care of yourself yeah right so that's the part, part of knowing how to take care of yourself is realizing when to get help right, right. i mean it's it's it, but it's not needing that other person in a sense that because you it's just about
0: empowerment though, being able to know it. like you, you like the personal trainer isn't going to turn you into you know a fit guy right. you are the one that gives that that, that does that the work right. The guy is just there to sort of guide you, but it's up to you to put in the effort. Right.
2: Well, brother, this was a great talk, man.
0: I enjoyed myself, and I'm glad you enjoyed
2: yourself. Yeah, as well. it, was fun. it was great. It sharing. was fun, and I'll admit I was a little, you know, started off a little bit. No, not, not at all. Unsure eh? of, unsure of, Well, not, not really. I mean, a little bit. Before we, before we got to get once we come to get started today, yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah. was like, yeah, this is just a natural conversation. It is, like I said, like, like I told you. This is, at the pool like it's just us
0: talking i yeah. have no questions for you you know right. what i mean right. i got no fucking questions it's just us. like how's your day yeah what do you do today what are you doing tomorrow what's what's kicking yeah and it's and it's and it was and it's been like that for all my episodes there, awesome, dude. Right? i love it maybe the first few times i like hey so what do you think about the blah 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 blah? right And afterwards like i ask one question and i lead it opens up to so many other
2: things right. i don't even, even need to ask well, It that's makes it fun yeah that's what makes it fun it's just yeah. to, to, to see where it goes follow the trail and it's, it's
0: sometimes it's interesting sometimes it's not but whatever right we don't hold on to it yeah <laughs> thanks for doing this with me man. yeah it was a joy man it was really a pleasure do you have any final
2: words no I've talked way <laughs> I've talked enough for sure probably for a couple of days man um, alright I, I hope well. yeah I just you know this is I I, I hope something I say helps somebody else along the way, the way other people's words have helped me. Yeah, and like, the, like the books that you've read. That's it. May this be another
0: stepping stone to whoever that's, that's yeah. listening to give you some guidance, whether you need it or not. If it helps, great, but you don't hold on to it. That's if it. it doesn't, then you let it go. That's
2: it. Beautiful. I don't know anything, and like you said, we don't know anything, we don't we, know just, anything. we just we're just We're just energies, moment. and we're just talking and we don't even know what
0: we're talking about. Yeah.
2: yeah. We're, we're figuring it out as we go along and that's the coolest part. Journey of life. And this is like, you know, we, we mentioned earlier that a year or two from now this might sound funny. Yeah. Right? Or it might not be funny but, like, but I mean, it is. peculiar in the it's, sense it's that like it's when, so
0: different. Like I said, like when I look back or when I listen, even the recent ones that I did with Jackson or whoever, when I listen to it, when I'm editing it, I was like, I don't know who this person is because right. it's not me anymore. That's the beauty. This is yeah. When you know, there's no self. It's it's just uh. It's just like watching a movie, you know. Like when I met right. I met uh, yesterday, I went to K- Kirtan with uh, who was there? Craig was there so and then I met him. And then he said, oh, "I I listened to the his episode, right? He listened to his own episode, right? And then he told me like. I, I heard it, and I was like, it's. When I was doing it, I felt a bit self conscious, like, oh what people will think of me. But then when I heard it, I was just like, oh this this is just somebody talking. Right. And he he this he like he didn't even realize that this was it's like he don't like this isn't even isn't even right. him. Right. And he's the one listening to it. Yeah. So it's just interesting like how we perceive ourselves in our own minds. Right. And how others perceive us. Right. And when you can perceive yourself as someone else, you have compassion for that someone else. It right. might be harder to have compassion for yourself, but right. when you see yourself as your own best friend then right. you become you'll be able you're able to like give com- a bit more compassion somehow right. you know nice it's well, been fun thanks yeah. for inviting me into your space well thanks for inviting me to do the the podcast <laughs> <laughs> alright alright All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice man easy stuff yeah that was fun I'm glad welcome back uh Take a moment to digest everything. hope you enjoyed listening to listening to it, listening to our conversation and as always if you like what you hear again share it with your friends, repost it on IG or whatever it is tag me, tag the mostly yoga page or so then I'll repost it also and then again if you like to donate, feel free to visit the coffee page. All the links are in the description below. If you have any questions if you have any, if you just want to reach out to me reach out to Dan just give me a drop me a message I'll say hi back also and then uh, uh, that's about it enjoy the rest of your day your week good morning good night whatever time you're listening to wherever you're at in the world and again like I said um, it's a new year twenty 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 four 2024 now a lot of things have happened it's a nice time to reflect and it's also a good time to set your intentions if you haven't already a little bit late i guess we're in towards the end of january but uh uh, you know life goes on and um episode 50 i have i have something interesting planned so uh, stay tuned okay that's all for today Uh, Enjoy your day, enjoy your life Goodbye